welcome back to another episode of the Genius Free Geek Podcast. This is your host, Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. Welcome back, welcome, welcome back to another, another episode of the Genius Free Geek Podcast. What's up, Geektopians? You know what, Sean? I realized that there's two episodes ago, I think it was the episode with, with Laura or Switone, we were bobbing or I was bouncing to the music. And then when I did the edit, I forgot that our theme song is edited in over the sound of the countdown. And so it's two different sounds in total. It's just two oh, different. Oh, that's just horrible. Sounds. Yeah. So, and I realized that like, oh, I can't even talk about the countdown music here. So, with that being said, uh, wait, go ahead. Isn't that kind of good? Isn't that kind of good? This way we don't get copyright stricken or something? I mean, I don't know. Is it good? Well, it's StreamYard. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are using StreamYard. Um, it's been a long day for us both. And um, we just want to get this show started. So, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the G's for Geek podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. Okay, and before we get started, I just want to say thank you guys for um, just watching our YouTube shows. Thank you for listening to us on Spotify, Instagram, iTunes, Stitcher, and now we're on Facebook Podcast. Um, we're working to bring you more of ourselves, the two geeks, uh, more Geektopian content, as well as just more awesome guests. Everything from photographers to writers to comic book artists to voice uh, actors, yeah, voice actors, vloggers, Twitch streamers. So we're just we're trying, we're, we're trying to bring everybody into our spectrum of Geektopia. Right. It's all about us just shooting the shit. Just shooting the shit. That's what we do. We shoot the shit That's every That's the week. goal, to shoot the shit and make sure our shit flies. Yeah. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring our guest who's been on the show, I believe like once or twice, or he's been on once and then he's done some projects with us. And of course... You know, we've already had two others of his, of the trio of the Nerds of the Round. So it's it's about time that we bring back on Sebastian Bonet. Are you ready, Geektopians? Let's do this. What's hey. up, Geektopians? What's up, guys? This, this is, is your boy, Sebastian, the least favorite member of SketchFed, because I know who Charlie's favorite is. I know who Sean's favorite is. <laughs> No, nah, those hey, are no, 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 no. See, no, no, it's, so you gotta understand. <laughs> we have to, we have to make sure those are the favorites because you stand above the rest. You oh understand? damn! I can't wait for them to see that. They're like, okay, we're gonna come back if you guys want some shit. Just invade. No, yes. but I'm, I'm waiting. I'm yes. waiting for those Austins to pay me back for it. No, but no. Seriously though, thank you guys for having all three of us on. The interviews have been awesome. Um, again, big shout out to Tony and Law because again, that's the nerd fam right there, bro. And uh, big shout out to just because nothing is nerds of the round without Jess. But yeah, I, I just wanted to come back on you guys. literally just celebrated an anniversary, right? Um, yes, we did. We did. Yeah, me, congratulations. Me seven, Listen, se seven years and she hasn't murdered me yet, but she's in the other room watching the murder shows right now. So, yes. you know, if I disappear. Congratu <laughs> congratulations I on surviving another year. <laughs> I want to get this out the way now. Yes, Law is my favorite. Law, if you're watching <laughs> If you're watching law you know you're my creative twin law my creative twin all right um i would love to have you and jesse on at the same time so that way we could kind of learn about jesse the 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 she's the unseen one 
That's she's the unsung does. hero. She's the, she's, yeah. she's the unseen warrior. I mean, you see us three coming down, mm-hmm. and you got trying to come in, and then all of a sudden she's gonna come up behind you. Clack clack. That's it. You know. Yeah. Like oh my god. Assassin. <laughs> Listen, she got that. She got that hardcore style mentality too. So you got to be real careful. Sean's met Jesse. That's it. <laughs> We'll book you both one and we'll have a deep uh, Irish for romance, Geektopian episode. Oh, Marriage the, the, val- the Valentine's episode. There we go. Hey, hopefully Ooh. I'll have a girlfriend by then. I'm not promising anything like that. <laughs> hey, John, high spirits, all right? 2021 hopefully. is not over yet, all right? I said hopefully. You know? I literally said hopefully. It's okay. Comic-Con should, if they're doing um, uh, what is it? Uh, speed dating, dating? We'll, we'll get you in there. It'll be, a Geetopia, it'll be a Geetopians, uh presents Quicketopians exclusive. You know what? If it, if we're if we can re- if they allow us to record this, oh, that'd be I'll do it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mm-hmm. children of all ages, we're going to be taking Sean and Horiman out at New York City Comic Con for one dollar. Yeah, and a quick peek at the calendar goods. You can. Have a piece of the Acevedo, <laughs> and and, yeah. and for good measure, because this is I'm beating him to the punch right now. I will, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I will wear the speedos to the auction. Oh, wait, wait are are you sure about that? Are I'm you just sure saying about if we're, if we're wait, doing wait, can this. You, can you repeat that if again? We're doing the, the meat market. If we're doing the meat market. I got to show off the meat, <laughs> and right. the best way to show off the meat. Um, I'm, 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 com- as having these Sean Luke Speedos mm. while holding Pastor Charles's Psalms of Geekdom. Wow. So I was going to leave that out tonight and I wasn't even going to start anything tonight. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Geetopians, if you're watching, I guess this is the segment where we're going to do our, our plugs. <laughs> um, this episode of the Geektopians is brought to you by Sean Speedos. Um, oh. You can get your pair of Sean Speedos here uh, at SketchFedStudios.com. Um, um, they come in three different colors. Um, actually, yeah, it's three different colors. For the, and this for is the Sean record, that is not my body. Um, that is, is not Sean, my body. However, the accuracy no, is scary. Come on. Yeah, because you're pretty. You're pretty. You've been losing weight. So uh, this episode is brought to you by Sean Speedos, where you can get your um, favorite Latin lover. Um, under what is it? Undergarb? Under no, undergarments. Yeah. Um, be sexy. Be you. Uh, we have them in big, tall, small. Um, be on the beach. So I just wanted to plug that out there. Uh, the Sean I got, um speedos. I got one question. Where mm-hmm. is the picture of that head at? Is it on the front or on the ass? It's um, on the that ass. That is on the back. Oh it's damn! Oh damn! So you you're working on the focal point. That's it. That's, yep. that's what makes yep. it a yep. Sean Luke exclusive. That's what makes it um. It has, and, my, uh, has my trademark face apparently. <laughs> And although um, I don't, I don't have anything prepared for this one, but this is apparently Sean told me to just put this on screen and he'll run with it. So I'm just gonna Geetopians. Um, I know you're, you're you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, but uh, feel free to at some point jump over to YouTube. Watch the episode, ladies and gentlemen. I bring to you Pastor Reverend Radio Williams and his Psalms of Geekdom. Going to be on sale very soon on the SketchFed Studios website. It will be a book. It will be an audio 
book. Oh, wow. And featuring some of Pastor Radio Williams's greatest and most influential geekdom comics. Comics. Mm -hmm. Such as, uh, there was nothing wrong with the snap. Thanos is correct. Well, um, after watching What If, that's a whole different story. <laughs> listen, listen. As long as like the song that's in there is "Thou shall not rub one while doing the snap." <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing on that one. I'm just going to get Listen, there's a whole different like. There was a whole memes about that. Like oh, people man. just doing crazy shit during the snap. Oh man. <laughs> Can we can we take a moment and just recognize that this looks like a propaganda poster? Yes. Oh man, I feel like it really does. Yes, right? it like, does. And, and like, this is crazy because you're the one that did it. Yeah. I feel like oh, you're gonna sell me insurance or snuff my life away. I mean, what? I mean, sell you the insurance, then snuff your life away. Because it does have that co-war, that co-war like, uh, you know, tyrannical. Yeah. That's going to be the poster of my comic. Like right tacos or murder you. I don't know. Exactly. I have no problem with that. I am in deep thought in that poster. <laughs> it's very much deep thought. All right, Sebastian. Now that we have what up? Sebastian, Yes, the least, favorite, the least favorite murmur of the nerds. Thank you, guys. Oh, I'm back. Apparently, <laughs> according, to, according to the other two, you guys Listen. are equal partners in your Nerds of the Round podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's equal chaos. Do you guys not know that? It, it, equal chaos. I don't know. That goes I, barely get any, I barely get any recognition on this show. So I don't know what it means to be an equal partner. Um. It's, it's, it's called Tons of Love, Beer, Drinks, and eating a lot of food together that's it you know and then you know it's that's all it is equal chaos <laughs> can we sit back for a second what do you mean you don't know about equal love i show you love all the time then i'm offended i am hurt you know i don't know what to say hey sebastian uh we're oh, taking i knew uh, it i was waiting Kelton. i'm thinking i'm all yeah there's a problem with that now that i actually have the power Oh so man. at any point in time, right. I can literally just remove you like this, and yo, hey, I'm what? glad I'm the one to be on the episode <laughs> when you both have the power. Oh, <laughs> so now that we got that little uh, tussle out the way, Geetopians, Sean now has power to remove me off screen. Um, but I will, I'm unlike you, I will not abuse that power because unlike you. I believe in equity and fairness. Oh, I, it doesn't matter to me. I take someone off the fucking screen all the time. <laughs> and even though I gave them a power, because I was like, oh, you know what? You gave us too much power. I was like, yes. fuck it. That's it. Let's have fun. <laughs> but let me ask you now, gentlemen, since we've all had the power, how good does it feel to send somebody back to the green room? How good? <laughs> It's yeah, fun. It's good. fun until they send you back. <laughs> no, it's yeah. yeah it, it, exactly. makes, it makes it makes for some good TV because it's it's all like fun games. Like wow, it's. I mean, I I for me it was fun with the minute that I gave Tone and Law that power and they do it and I'm just like, yep, that's have fun. 
Let's have fun. Then it tells me I don't have to control shit anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel like the Geetopians, when they see the episode, they're like, Charlie, you're a jerk. Like, stop. Singing. Yeah, they do. People look at us like, dude, no, you're like, no, dude, we're having fucking fun. This is what we do. That's it. It's I'm, it's just uh, friends ribbing friends. That's all it is. Whoa, whoa. Let's clarify this. I don't I don't care if Sean has fun. I'm having fun. In that <laughs> oh, moment, you would. me sending him to the back is amazing it's it's just it's a amazing. torturous feeling it's euphoric it's um i can't it's like, no, it's like I, if you had several donuts or chocolate or it's i just one of those things i had to give tone and all that power because sometimes i i kind of go off the rails sometimes mm -hmm. because it's it's me it's me that's it and i was like you know what like i i, I you you gotta cut me off <laughs> cut me off right there so that's what happens <laughs> no we don't we we well we'll see because once again this is day one of the latin lover having having uh can we talk about I can't, that name i can't for believe him? i agree to this <clears throat> can I we talk about the, the name latin lover, latin lover? Why? I, I, I know me and Sebastian have some questions. But it's right. not even... Okay, first of all, it's not even an original... It's an original name. It's not. There's been many other wrestlers alone with the name Latin Lover. But none oh, of them was Sean Luke. Luke, the Latin Sean Luke, Luke the Latin Lover. Mm -hmm. You, you got to come out with the, you know, and the Star Trek uniform, too, and all that, to, to kind of put on the, the, the John Luke, the representation right there, mm -hmm. the flag and everything. I'm like, yay. Dude, I got to see your wrestling matches. When are you going to send me them videos, bro? I got to see when you wrestle. I thought I did already. I, you know what? It's old age, man. I'm probably the oldest mofo I here. I don't have a clip. If I had a clip, I would so post it on screen of Sean, the Latin lover. Listen, uh, I propose this. I will go ahead. I will get a wig, and I will reprise my role as Malta man and do a photo shoot with Sean as a Latin lover, and we will be Latin Arasa right there, and just like you know, like tag team right there with it, like hey, Malta man. For those that don't Malta know, that's it. Men. <laughs> Malta men. The Malta men. Geetopians, oh I failed you, Geetopians. So, Sebastian has this photo of him with curls, right? With long, yep. luxurious, down to his shoulders curls. And I saw this photo and I said, I need to get this photo and create a West Coast album. And I, I haven't, I, I couldn't find it. I, I was, I was stalking his gram. I was stalking his Facebook. I can admit that here. And Please. I just could not find this photo. And I didn't want to reach out to you and be like, Hey, Sebastian, where's that photo at? So that way I can do this because I want it to be a surprise. You, you, you could have reached out to Tone and Law. I'm pretty sure they'd give it to you in a heartbeat. <laughs> Probably. You know what? That was See, the that's why. That's why you need a Tone on your team because Tony, he is Mr. Deep Dive and Mr. Recon. That was the last thing on my um, mind, but um, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to share this photo um, of Sebastian. <laughs> uh, this is Sebastian when he Yo! was he was auditioning <laughs> for um, Xena, the Warrior Princess, um, as a what was it, Thug Number One, Thug Number Two, and um, <laughs> tell us about this outfit, sir. Tell us about all of this. And he made sure he did it with the tattoo side face for it. Please tell us about this, sir. Tell us. All right. That was Halloween was in California. The friends, me and my wife, she was dressed up as Xena, the warrior princess. I was Aries, the god of war. She actually um, 
put the costume get together like the studs on the leather vest right there so i'm actually wearing a leather vest pleather pants i got the my boots and then i had those like little things that go over the boots and all that so i was just rocking us aries the god of war right there we were just kicking it and um, as you can see ken from street fighter with the hillbilly in the back taking a look at that with that stands look ooh, ooh, come on look at that look at that. i'm, I'm doug number 14. ladies and gentlemen Screw that. Let's zoom in. And look at the hair. Look at the hair. That's when I have my long hair. There look at goes. that. There it goes. He, this, the serious, but do you see the seriousness of this man's face as he is in character? <laughs> do, you, do you see? I, I can see the Aries, all right? I can see it. The seriousness of this man's face. All right, zoom back in one more time. There we go. The seriousness. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, to be fair, I was already half drunk in this picture, so it was a lot of uh, we we played what was it shot or shot shot roulette and all that. So, <laughs> oh my God, why would you do that? You young um, and dumb. <laughs> listen, I talk about young and dumb. I did that like a few months ago. <laughs> talk about I young and I dumb. Know, tell you, I know. And then lastly, the last photo I will share with you, Utopians, um, of uh -oh. Sebastian, because we have uh -oh. questions about this one too, right? So this oh, was a yeah. recent photo that was taken of the Nerds of the Round. Um, yeah, that, that might be Vin Diesel in the background. Why do you three look like a mafioso movie in the making? So I mean, <laughs> Tone has the Cuban mustache. All right. Law perfect law always oh, see the look at that beard that beard that law has is just perfect <sighs> i, I like, feel like this is borderline is he? he creepy so so there's a lot of lot of lot of going on with this one so mm -hmm. um it was the first time that we all got together since me and Tom moved down here um we did an all white shoot um it was just the nerds getting together having a couple of drinks um tone was being tone master he was being um grill master that weekend we were all chilling and everything it was like you know the girls were like hey you guys do like a photo shoot do the whole white shoot because um i think it started either i was wearing white or we just like we made a joke and we're like you know what let's just make this happen so we got the hats and everything um so we were good with that and then that was also the week that the vin diesel memes were coming out and it was at this point that Law was just like, yo, I'm just tired of these Van Diesel memes because I kept on blowing up the chat with them. He's like, yo, just so I just thought it would be funny because we we're and then I so happened to find the picture of Van Diesel and the wife beater, the white white beater, mm. <laughs> made the photo black and white and then added Van Diesel in the background and title fam because we are family. And it just like it, 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 it fit. And it was like it was like that point when Law was like, I hate you, but I don't. <laughs> and I was like, I had to do it. And I posted it on the nerds. Like, I was like, you know what? It's a meme, but it's like, us. Uh, it was a great weekend. Um, we had a great chill shoot to shit. We didn't get to shoot any real live audio that we wanted to do, but it was like you mm -hmm. know just catching up, um, gaming and everything and all that. Um, like and it, like not a game like this. We we're playing card games and everything, but it was the shit, man. Oh, okay. So Sean, wait, are are you going to? So yeah, I I I decided to torture myself. And show you my first uh, professional match, if you will. Oh right. shit! So hopefully you guys uh, can see it. I don't know if you can. Big screen that up, uh, and we'll do some commentary on the side. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching, ah, oh, see, Geetopians. I know I tell you that at 6 a.m. We're only doing the entrance. We're not doing the match. At 6 a.m., you can watch, you can listen to the podcast, or you can wait until 5 p.m. to watch the show. But you may want to watch the show for this one, because right now, oh, God, camera blur. We are watching Sean Luke's match uh, that is, you can be found on YouTube uh, back in his last. No one can hear you. Wait, what? What do you mean no one can hear me? I hear you. Yeah. People can hear me. Can, you, can, you can't hear me, Sean? See, this is this is what happens. All right. Anyway, I'm going to continue with commentary. So, okay. Right now, the Latin lover has come out. He's um, he's applauding people. He's walking around the ring. Um, he's wearing what seems to be a, a black tee with the Mexican flag on the back of it. It's a vest. Um, oh, that's a vest. Is that like a biker vest? Yes. Bro, you were aces and eights before aces and eights. Yeah. <laughs> what are those basketball shorts? Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah, I can yeah. Some, someone called Bully Ray because um he ripped you off. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he, he, he does probably, like he would probably look for us in person like you said I did what? I'm like, oh fuck, it's bully ray. He does look like Bully Ray. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they just turned the lights on. Okay, he's in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he managed to get into the ring without tripping, and he's hyped up. Wow, really? Um, listen, I've seen you walk in real life. You are. It's, it's about to be a slobber knocker. Yeah, you're an accident waiting to happen. Uh, now he's oh, oh he's doing he's doing the Latin two step or three step. Uh, <laughs> oh, now he's stripping down. Okay, he has his wrestling. Uh, we got him in his full wrestling gear. All right, all right. This is um this is interesting. No, this is like Rogan when he talks about oh shoot, oh, shit. he dropped the shorts. Oh shit. Oh, he's in oh. the singlet. Oh, oh shit. Oh, he's hiding he's hiding his uh his his coochie mio. I don't I don't know. I just, <laughs> I really just, I just coochie mio. I don't know. I'm just butchering. All right, I'm going to stop, all right? Okay, he's um uh, showing the legs, one leg, two leg, one leg, two leg. Um <laughs> You're such a happy wrestler, and I love your gimmick. Like I was saying, hey. this, is like, this is like when Rogan watches um, MMA on his podcast. This is this is us watching uh, our version right, of. It. Wait, is that the whole video? That was the entrance. I'm not showing the whole match. We, this no, like we can go minutes. the whole entire episode. Nah, it's Just 14 minutes. I'm not doing it. So Sebastian, what do you think, Sebastian? We can go the whole entire episode just nah, watching. I don't know. I, w I would just, I would just link the match in the description and be like, "Yo, yes, you please, see the whole we match. will link that match." Give in the that. Description. And Geetopians, you can tell us what you think about the Latin Lover, uh, Sean. Listen, Luke. they got nothing. They got nothing but positive things to say because that is the preview of the calendar. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I concur. Apparently, I can't post it on the chat, but whatever. Cool. All right. No, that's whatever. all right. Um, I'll, I'll find that link. I'll put that in the video. When this goes up, when this goes up next week, that will be there, sir. That will be there. There. Right. I, yeah, I gave myself full torture. So It's all good. You know what? You do this for the fans. You do this for people. You're having fun doing it, entertaining people and everything. That's mm -hmm. it. We're all there with you, bro. Again, I, I ah, pfft, what was it? I dressed up as Wolverine and made an ass of myself with all them bobby pins in my hair. So that's again, you're just having fun, man. Kudos. I, I think. Have you? Have you? I don't think radio's ever cosplayed like that. Have you? 
I have cosplayed. I've cosplayed one time. I've cosplayed twice in my life. Um, I don't know if I can find the photos because I'll have to like really, really search for the photos. But I've done a cosplay of um, Naruto's first teacher, um, Aruki Sensei. Uh, and I done a, and I normally do my Star my Star Trek um, outfits. Yeah, Ooh. I think that's it. Just Star Trek and um, Naruto. Yeah, my cosplay has only gone one time outside of a Halloween party. Every other time, it has been a Halloween party. Uh, it's the only time of a costume party where I would just dress up. So I, I feel you on that, Charlie. I feel you. Yeah. No, no, I would love to um, cosplay more. It's just I don't have the time or the budget. What you should do is this uh, cosplay on a budget, and you guys just have a wheel that spins to say what cosplay you're going to be there. Oh, my God. Just put, like, random stuff. Like, okay, we got Hinata. We got, uh, we got, what's it? We, 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 we got, um, was it? Elongated Man. Let's go Elongated Man. Yeah. That, that sounds fun in theory. That sounds all fun in theory, but I would rather have that wheel for Sean Luke. Uh, that way, we can... Um, We'll have the option to be like, oh, that's what you're gonna wear. Toss it, and we'll just find we'll just find see, something that that's more suiting. Yeah. See, that's what we're gonna do next time is I have you two play, um, you know, livers uh, drinks against livers against each other, and then the loser has to uh, cosplay the winner's uh, selection. Jeez. Well, why? See, I mean, you guys don't got faith in your geek knowledge. It's 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 Sean versus Charlie. <laughs> you know what? We will play that, but there's a game that I would like for you to play on the next time you're in the show. Oh, 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 um, we had Tone play, and you know, Tone's a sore loser. He couldn't win the game. But the the game is pretty much <laughs> who knows. It, and it's based on the person who's on the show. But it's called uh. For you, it would be who knows Sebastian best. That's Sebastian easy. or Sean Luke. No, that's easy. Um, that's easy. And and that would be my wife. That's it. Ah, <laughs> Even oh, I don't know cool. me. See, Even so I don't know we, me. When we have the episode that you guys both come on, um, hopefully we can have you guys both come on. We will play that game. Uh, who knows Sebastian best? Um, and what what do you think, Sean? Best out of seven. I think best out of no best out of five. Let's make it a quick one. Best, best Sean, out of five. We already know we're going to dominate. So, Sean, if you if you're a true friend, and if Jesse does come on to play that, you're going to lose. If you are a true friend, <laughs> <laughs> let, yeah, like, oh yeah, let the wife win. That's what you're telling me. Let the wifey win. <laughs> she gonna win, but it's like, geez, come on, dude. <laughs> let I love it. I love it. Just straight C three PO status. Let the wifey win. <laughs> and that's why. Remember, I, I, happy I wife, this. happy life. <laughs> but you see, this is why I love this because we here at the Jeez for Geek podcast. We play fair, you know. Oh, we do. We we do. We play fair. Um, tone tone swore that we were cheating. Um, he, I mean, he came to the table and he was, he was ready. He was excited. He just wasn't ready to go up against oh, Sean Luke. He wasn't ready. Um, and I don't know what to say to that. I I, 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 I honestly I, don't I, know. I, like I could hear Tone already saying this fucking guy. <laughs> Um, and I'm kind of hurt because he's, he accused us <laughs> of rigging the game and knowing the answers. And here's the deal. Um, Sean had, I knew the answers because I came up with the questions. Sean 
Sean being the brilliant mind, the my my the better half of this show, said, "You know what, Charlie? Charlie, I'm not going to cheat. We're going to play this straight." And I said, "You're a good man." And then, then we played the game. I asked the questions, and Sean got them. Sean, Sean, you know what? Sean doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, doesn't get enough credit. To, to be fair, that was a lot of episodes you guys went through and combed over. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> we we only asked three questions. Yeah, three questions. Listen, was it three listen, or four? I'm, I'm going to be an impartial judge right here and mm. right now. I'm going to be that impartial guy. Um, you know, I, I kind of think the you guys pulled, um, you know, a, a fast one on Tone because, you know, he kind of like threw you guys like in there when, you know, they did the questions against Livers. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm alone here. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, not on this show. We're not going to have him butcher us on this show. We're not going to do this. All right, cut him off. All right, we're not going. Okay, we brought you back. Sorry about that. Yo, that is uh, so messed up. Sorry about I, that. I, listen, listen. I just broke a record. I'm the first guest you did it to. Yeah. You are the first. And I know, I know somebody who's that, watching that. that, that, that. that. Who is like that jerk? He is such a jerk. Oh, don't worry. You guys come on my show. We got gotcha. you. Don't worry. Oh, uh, see, this is what I'm afraid of. Wait, but you've said you in the back. No, you no, you give me ammunition to build a better show. Mm-hmm. That's it. it. It creates content. Oh, and then and then wait, wait. But then when the powers of law and Tony yeah. come combined, we are going to Voltron that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. We're not even gonna have a chance. It's all right. Nah, it's all fun. Nah, it's yeah, it's we were saying like you know it's all fun. Yeah. Bro, it's yeah, it's it's all fun again. I mean, we we like it's it's just about having fun. That's all it is, and it's like we're we're just killing it. We we have fun with the game. Um, and it, it it's like it, and, and again the interviews were pretty were, were dope, and I was like I I was so we was like you reached out like yo you we we spoke about it before with Charlie you reached out to me he was like yeah I'm gonna hit tone with this I'm gonna go through every I was like I was like one I was like yo he's gonna appreciate that and two I'm like you know that's that's pretty dope like well, go back Sean, and bring up stuff because it brings up like a lot of like we've done a lot of goddamn episodes uh, a <laughs> yeah. lot a lot that's why that's why when I make fun I'm like remember the couch remember remember <laughs> that the center remember the the back the paper backdrop um i yeah. i remember what was it the um the poops and giggle segments that we used to do that used to crack rich dresden up rich dresden lots of love for that guy um but like the un the one episode that we would never ever get to air because we lost the footage it's not there it disappeared <laughs> deleted um is the first the very first episode where it was in um and again big shout out to geeks unlimited my buddy steven who was the cameraman mike in law for being the first guest we call it the dark episode where it was in his basement the blue walls you barely see us because we didn't have any lights to really bring us out um and it just it was like oh like wow we have to really step up production this looks bad (laughs) 
and it was like you pulled it off right i mean it was yeah, a, I, mean, I consider it a lesson learned type thing no it was it was a huge lesson learned um there was a lot of lessons and it learned with editing with what to do with the podcast on because like there was a first edit and when i saw it i was like i i, I mean i'll be honest and, and london but i didn't want to air it i i i looked at my wife like hey because jesse has been the editor since day one um, well, actually, day two, because Steven was the first editor, and it was nothing against Steven or anything like that. It's just we had two different visions, okay. and it, we were trying to boost up a channel, um, Geeks Unlimited. I give them shout-outs for what they do. Again, I love Steven, his family, Mike, and all of them. We're all doing now our, our thing and everything. Like, Mike, um, he has his podcast that he's been killing it over there. He's been on a few other shows. He's been a reoccurring guest. Steven is, has a beautiful family. He used to run a show and everything, um, and they're kill and he you know he still kills it with the social media over there at geeks unlimited mm -hmm. um yeah split off and started doing um following her fitness and everything and i mean people just and brian's doing his gaming um it's just like you know it's just those things where it's like when, when you start to see like certain visions didn't match up and i was like you know i it, it, it and i was like i just had to carry this over to his own channel and it was and again it led to conversations with tone because tone was there with the conversations law even though at the time they weren't um a part of the show they were really a part of the show okay. because i was confiding in them a lot of stuff about you know and 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 about frustrations and everything and they were really great to talk to and all that um and and even it, it, it and i think that's really the seeds were already being already like planted there and with tony and law because again just confining with everything because it was just tony law always it's always that's been the crew from the um you know with eventually that we were all going to link up and really keep going with the episodes and all that and, and we love having mayhem mike on she guys gotta have him on your show too because mike is mike i love him and congratulations again because he just became a father this year oh okay congratulations to him but it's like you know it, it it's all it's been a fun journey and it's been a family journey you know with the show man and it's and and just everything that we do and we it's even led with us going into the dungeons and dragons podcast that we're, we're a part of now well, before you, before you deep down, let's talk about a few things you just talked about. One, I went into something you said. We've had our share of missing episodes. Because um, I know there's times where I would be editing it. And we talked about this before on like, um, the podcast panels and stuff like that. That one of the things you, you should always do is back up your file. So I, whenever I back up file, I have two files. I have the file that I'm going to edit. And then I have the file in case I lose that file. Um, I think that's very important. If you're creating any form of, of digital content, whether if it's photography or video, always back up your stuff. Yeah. But the part that I want to talk about is when something goes missing. Um, so I, I wonder, do you always talk to your, like, after something is recorded, I take it that you're the one who out of the out of the three out of your three co-hosts will say okay um i think this is a great episode let's run with this or you might be like ah this wasn't the best episode let's um let's make this disappear let's uh dig a hole or a ditch and uh make this one disappear well to, to be quite we there there are some episodes that are still on the youtube there that we have um that we haven't made public like the like the very first season of nerds um law and steven were the guests and the three episodes are there but we haven't made them public um yeah. because it's just i don't know it it 
in the first episode when I joke about, oh, it disappeared. Like, no, it literally did disappear because we were trying to move it over to save and it, the file just got corrupted. Um, and it just, you know, it it was such a huge file because it, it just, I don't know, it, it just, it, we'll, we'll just leave it at it. It just wasn't really working and everything and it had to be re-edited. And I mean, it, it didn't, it just, the lighting was bad, everything. And then the three episodes we have saved on the channel, but they're not published, um, they're just still there. Okay. And, um, you know, if we ever decide to publicize them, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Um, I don't know, but they're there. It was fun talking geek stuff with Flo and Steven on the couch. One of the episodes sucked um, because something had gotten in my eye in the middle of the episode. So, like, you see me, like, constantly going to my eye because, like, mm. it start, like it was this bad. Like, it started swelling up. Like, you could see, like, getting red on camera. Like, yeah. that was this bad. Um, but that was, like, the first. And then you, you go to the whole thing, like, third season two. And I was like, yeah, because we kind of, like, didn't air season one. And then we have a lot of audio on the YouTube channel that you could find in the podcast space space. Um, because for a while, Nerds was just an audio podcast too, because we're like, yeah, we can't keep doing video. Let's just do audio. It's easier. Blah, blah, blah. Let's make it easier for just all. And I think that's one of the reasons we kind of retired the uh, creative series and trying to find a new format for it. Cause it's like, it's, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Um, and like just as the editor and kind of like you know hey here's the video and all that and there's this process it's like yeah let's just let's start to pull that from play because it, it was a lot of work and yeah, um so law, law anton was telling us that that you guys because i when when it got brought i think law brought it up uh or they both brought it up individually and i asked about it like you know what was it that what was it that kind of fell for you guys and I guess having you on, you can kind of give us your per, your third your perspective on that too. Like, what was it that that was like? This is just too much. Like, we're doing too much. I felt one is um, because he was booking the guests. Um, I kind of burnt out the guys with that, which is like I always apologize. This is like you know, I'm, I, I, and it was like you know, we had a deadline that we said we we're going to retire us. And I was like, okay, let's get these because we have a lot of content we got to record, um, and. The creator series, like, there's nothing against it. We love the creator series. It's just that it, it, it is work. It is a lot of work. And, you know, we're getting people's press kits. And a lot of it is like, you know, you got to reach out to people who are not sending your their, their press kits, not sending stuff, find stuff. You got to do the research because it's like, it's it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like, you're looking through profiles. You look at, and, and a lot of it is like, we do prep, we did prep questions. And we didn't ask all the questions, but like, you know, just in case. And it was like, it, and it, it got to the point too, like, how can we be different from other interviews? Because like, this gets a standard question, this gets a standard question. Let's see how, what we asked this person. We wanted to ask people stuff. And I think it what really prompted that when someone was like, said, oh, wow, like you guys actually read the material. And we all looked at each other like, yeah, it's not like we're going to, you sent it to us. We're going to read it. We're going to review it. And I think that was one of the things that, you know, that was like, yo, we just got to keep doing it. And then I think a lot of it was that it, it, it was a lot of burnout. It, it's hard. It's, it's, it's not easy stuff. You, and we get people that contact us. was like, yeah, we need this stuff. We got to review it. And I mean, Tone's a full-time dad. He has his full-time job. Um, he does nerds. Lawrence is the photographer and everything. Like he's also helping out with the Medusa's Cascade, with helping transcribe some of the stuff, helping with Tommy. He does his Twitch channel. So there's also a lot of outside things we do. 
and it's like trying to find time in our days like i got a full-time job i'm working on the comic there's a lot of stuff jess is doing her stuff too and um it, it it's like okay we had to figure figure out a new way it's it's kind of like a genesis like a, a, a evolution okay nerds is continuing to evolve to be um you know that channel that wants to continue to still do this stuff but at the same time it's like it, it we don't want to burn out do you also feel like it's more of like right source of content that you want to work on just not the best time for everyone to work on so for example uh, with me and sean you know sean works in education i have a, a job working in logistics and there's there's almost every day of the week i would love to film a sketch fed short or write a sketch fed short or review and it's kind of like oh geez person you have your personal life and then you have your creative life and more often than not it feels like the creative life gets burnt out quicker because you're trying to balance it with your with your personal life yeah, it it does. Yeah. It the the being a creative is. I will say this, and I'll be blah blah. It's 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 not really. I don't want to use rewarding because it's like you know it, it, it at times that's what it feels like. You feel it, but it's like I always say like you know if I touched one person, if one person liked it, enjoyed the content, that I'm doing my thing. Mm -hmm. I wish like you know honestly we all wish that we got paid to do this, um, but unfortunately a lot of us have to be in those day jobs, and it's like so we got to go the balancing act with the day job. We got to do the balancing act with our private lives too, mm -hmm. because all fun, um, it all work and no play, you know, it will extremely burn you out. Um, you know, you have to enjoy, like, I gotta make sure, like, you know, I'm blocking out time with my wife. Like, we're gonna hang out, blocking out time with family. And as a creative, like, you know, you, you gotta figure those things out, which people like all oh, time management, but it's like, you know, at times you feel like there's not enough in the day. It happens. And, you know, and then there's like all hours of the night because you have this project that you're working on. And it's like you got to get like right now I have script open. I've been trying to work on a script um, even during my work hours when I'm like, you know, have the free time. But it's like, you know, it's like burnout is real. It happens. It's like you have to take that time out, rejuvenate. And that's why it's like a, 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 and I felt it with like there's times too where I've actually some of my personal projects because I put other things first. I've kind of walked away from yeah. and it's like it, that feeling sucks. And it's always gonna suck, but it's like, you know what? I just gotta pin it right here. I'm going to revisit it again. Okay. Me and my wife used to do a vlog. Um, and at one point it just like, you know, we did some fun stuff and then I was like, it, 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 I didn't want to say it wasn't fun anymore. It was just trying to figure out things for it. And we were like, you know, if we're gonna do the vlog, let's just do it for fun. Let's just put stuff out there. If we ever record something, we'll put it together. And I mean, it, it, it was fun doing it, figuring out stuff. I, I felt bad a lot of the times because I didn't feel like I was contributing as much. And that's me. I just, I never feel like I'm contributing as much when it comes to all the stuff that's there. I you just feel like, that like with nerds as well, or do you feel I like feel that? like that with everything. And that's why it's like, I always like in the back of my head, I'm like, I gotta keep pushing. I gotta keep pushing. That's why it's when it comes to the con and everything. And at sometimes I feel like I may push too much and I guess I, and sometimes I have to sit back, take a step back and like, you know, what am I doing? Um, because like, I don't, I, I never like it when I see other people who are working on the projects with me that they start to feel that burnout. And I'm like, you know, let me just take a step back. Let's revitalize it. Let me get people's information. It's kind of like, 
like what we did with the show this year with Beyond Con, we actually sent out surveys this year to ask people what they like, what they didn't like, because like, we want to take mm-hmm. that feedback. And that's the same thing as like everything else, like, you know, it's feedback that I want to hear. Um, and and the guys always bring their A game. Just brings their A game. Um, everyone they bring their A game, and I'm like, you know, I've always feel like I gotta step up my A game. Like with doing the Medusa's podcast, um, that's been freaking phenomenal. And like Tommy, um, who is the uh, DM for that, always bringing his A game. Young with the other, um, the one that's gonna drop. They bring the A game, and it's inspiration. It's inspiration what these guys do. And 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 again, um, I think we we we're always doing a lot of different stuff and then you know like like tone said he he does it for his family like the work and everything and this is i don't want to make this not fun but at the same time i also like the fact that we do give creators an outlet to really talk about their stuff um i don't want to say the voice of the voiceless because there there are a lot of podcasters that are out there doing it i like that you know we're able to do it can and and i i i'm not just looking to get their stuff out there i'm looking to make a connection and a lot of it's okay. been like personal connection with people and i mean i i'm really excited when tony and law gets to meet a lot of these great creators who we've who i've had the honor of meeting some of them in person because mm-hmm. they're just as awesome in person like you guys like when Sean got to come in, um, Charlie, when we met at Rhode Island, I'm, I'm excited when we all can get together actually in person one day. We're going to, we're going to drain the lives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to drain the away. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I keep saying it. I'm going to put Tony on the grill because it's like, Tony's like, yo, you keep pouring me out on the grill. But I'm like, dude, you, have you not tasted your ribs? And they're so good. <laughs> Boom. Damn. Um, no, but it's 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 not. It's 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 a lot of it, too, has been about, for me, the personal connection and trying to get the guys with um, and everybody with personal connections, meeting people. Because, like, I I I felt... I I felt the sense of awesome when, like, for example, Buddy Scalera recognized the the work that Tony does. Okay. And it's it was something that I didn't do because I know how great Tony is. I know how great Law is. I know what great things they do. And I'm like, I get excited when other people notice that. Okay. And I, I, again, and I always like. I like I like to shine that light on them and it's like you know they these these two are phenomenal at what they do I mean Law is taking some like if you haven't seen his photography it's like he's taking some really beautiful pictures um and I'm like dude you are a phenomenal photographer um and it was fun like we before the pandemic me him just um Eric and his family Eric who's the CEO of and beyond the founder we were in Dominic Dominica I can't say the word anyway Dominica Dominica <laughs> yeah and we had a blast and you know law and just and Hutch played with uh drones um crashed one in a tree it was in the pictures and all that that we all left with were phenomenal and again it, it just showed the lens and even with just her editing and all that like if anybody hires her for audio editing or anybody hires her for video editing they're getting their money's worth because she will make sure she, you get a pro- uh, product out there and part of it's like you know what we don't get paid to do nerds and i want people to get paid I want so, I want the people to get paid. I want just to make money what she's doing. I want Tony and Law to make money and sponsorships with this and all that and get invited to more podcasts and get sponsors for their stuff and all that. I want I want Tony to get the mustache sponsor. Where it's like, yeah, show the dad mustache. Let's go. Yeah, little Harry. Hashtag Tone Stash. That's been a thing going between David, Mike, oh, and Tone. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, looks like we just created another product. Tone stash. I, don't, I love it. It's like every time somebody comes on the show, you're right, Sean. Ladies and gentlemen, Geek Talk. I don't even know what Tone Stash No, 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 no. It's not even no, what we're going to do Tone Stash. That's their thing, right? Our uh, thing is just it. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's an ongoing battle between Tony, Mike, and, and Dave Morgan, who always pop up in the chat to, to, to give yeah. Tony hell. And I, Tony's got like, <laughs> I got this. Ready? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen. I bring to you the latest product and G4G product placement here today. Today, we introduce to you the exclusive Geektopians Geek-related razor blades. Ladies and gentlemen, did you ever want Darth Vader to, to literally sharpen your sides? Would you ever have wanted Princess Leia to help you shave them sexy legs? And this is for males, females, and, and, and transgender, just saying. Equal opportunity, right? Every single Geektopian razor blade comes with an iconic geek-related character. Oh, God. Let's say you wanted Chewbacca, Ooh. and you wanted a one-blade razor because you wanted to keep some of them hairs. You can do that. <laughs> Suppose you wanted the partial bald. Maybe you want to partially bald like Captain Jean-Luc Picard. We can do that for you as well. Have Jean-Luc so you can have the stylings right there in front of you as you are shaving with your two-blade razor. Or you want to do the full Luke Cage and go completely bald, right? We got you with the five blades with the classic 1970s Luke Cage figure look right on there. Geektopian razor blades on sale soon. I thought you were gonna go with shave Chewbacca, because you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't shave Chewbacca. <laughs> that that, I mean, that they, just kills they've, this. They've gimmick. done it. That just kills this whole gimmick. <laughs> um, I got nothing, Geektopians. I, I, that was out of left field. I got nothing. I, I have nothing to add to that. So nothing. on that note, let's get let's get a little bit more serious for a second. Um, so you were talking about Con and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And there's a couple of things I want to ask. One, do you believe that virtual cons would be the future of convention? Because I know you guys actually you guys did a really good job this year when it came to virtual conventions, right? You guys did live as well as pre-recorded stuff, and it seemed it went very seamlessly for the most part. Obviously, you guys behind the scenes seen more chaotic parts mm -hmm. than we did but um for you guys like do you feel that virtual cons are becoming the new future or do you think this is just a temporary stopgap um i mean i'm gonna be honest with virtual cons i don't think that this is gonna be a temporary stopgap but just like with in-person shows you're gonna have those that are gonna disappear that's the blunt answer with that mm -hmm. and I'm not going to say we did it the right way because there is no right way of doing it. No one's figured it out. I'm going to say we did it our way and we learned and when it came down like i said to doing those um surveys um for this year's show we learned our lessons from last year we learned what made it smooth what didn't and i mean this show ran 10 times smoother and it's, it was about using a lot of the tools we had at our disposals um it was about listening to people and the whole thing about it too we weren't trying to replace an in-person show Okay. Because I okay. think that that's the mistake where some people made, where they were trying to replace an in-person show. You can't replace an in-person experience. And I think that's where we shine above 
that kind of um you know um i wanted to use the well we kind of shine above that when it comes down to running our show we're not mm -hmm. trying to replace the in-person experience we're trying to give you a experience something that you know you can enjoy from the comfort of wherever um and it's the same thing not just for the fans but it's for the creators that participate too what can we do to help creators um a lot of it was talking about digital marketing because if you notice like a lot of the panels were how to's mm -hmm. how to's because people want to learn doesn't matter if you've been in this game for years or been or you're brand new people want to learn it was about making it a networking event people want to network um, you want to meet more creators. If you're not networking, then you're not getting far because it's, it is about who, you know, who, what connections you make. That's why with nerds, it was always been about the connections. Um, and it, it was about working with others because there are a lot of third party panels that we are very thankful for. And a part of showcasing those third party panels was to showcase brands that people don't know that are out there. Um, and and we did create virtual booths. We our virtual booths were free. We weren't charging um, virtual booths, but we did charge for upgraded booths. And what we did instead of charging someone for the weekend for a virtual booth, we gave them a like an advertisement really, and did a whole great virtual setup for them. Um, which again becomes an advertisement on the site. So it's like, yeah, you have free, you can participate for free, but if you wanted to upgrade, it was there for you. You didn't have to necessarily do it, but it was there. Um, and general missions was free and we put together some great VIP packages. Um, and even with the, um, what was it with the VIP, with the virtual booths, mm -hmm. we created affiliate codes for those who paid. Those affiliate codes could have been those affiliate codes. We said it like, you know, any of your followers who uses this affiliate code to buy a VIP package, we're going to pay you 10%. So it was again, it was about finding ways to help creators one showcase their work, network, learn about digital marketing and type and, and help with like, you know, making some extra money in the pocket. Um, and a lot of people, well, you know, I didn't make money in my store. I mean, it's, it's about learning to market your store. Cause we can't, when you start to sell stuff virtually online, like for example, on T Republic, Redbubble and all that, you get hit their, their copyrights and all that. So it's about showing people like, yeah, listen, if you build just your space, you get people to follow you and all that, they're going to buy from your site, your website directly, where you're not having to worry about paying those extra fees because you have your own website and, 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 and what we learned this year is just going to make the show better we had a lot of great feedback from people um we looked at a metrics of detractors versus those who are going to attract people to the show and believe it or not um our attractors was very very high and we proved too because last year's virtual show made no money yeah. okay last year's virtual show had ten thousand hits on the site we doubled those numbers this year. We went international and we showed that it can make money Definitely. because we did actually, it's, it's nothing to brag about, mm -hmm. but the fact that if you can make $1, it works. Agreed. And the fact is that we wanted to reach out with everyone and we didn't hesitate because we created the discord groups and all that. We want to get people's feedback and it's keeping that fresh in mind and it gets us motivated it's like okay we're gonna do the virtual we we're, we're not saying we're never gonna do an in-person show again okay 
but we're going to keep the virtual show because at the end of the day, when you go to an in-person show, you're never going to replace the vibe that's there. But you're only exposed to the crowd that makes that show. Mm. Whereas now mm -hmm. as we can showcase you virtually, you're not just limited to this crowd that's at that show. You're also being exposed to other people who may have not have heard or saw you. And that's where we're going for that. Um, I mean, again, we had registrations coming from Australia. We had registrations coming from the United Kingdom. We had registrations coming out from, I mean, we had an uh, international cosplay submission from Japan. Okay. Our show used to be in Long Island, isolated to then. That's nothing against the Long Island crowd. That's nothing against them because we loved everybody coming to the show and everything. It was all great and all that. We had a lot of fun. We just saw that when we did this virtual show um, two years in a row, we saw that for those creators, we can do something bigger for them. Okay. We're not trying to replace New York City Comic Con. We're not, we're not trying to replace any show. We're trying just to be our own show. And that's how we have to keep, that's how we keep up with that attitude because we don't want to replace what other people are doing. They're doing their thing. Let them do it. They're great at what they do. We're not going to try to reinvent the wheel. We're just going to invent our wheel with the way how we do things. And that's what, and, and that's what we want. We want people to have that experience that they know if it's something that's an in beyond branded thing. Oh, we know what's in beyond branded. We know this. And we're always going to try to look out for people. I think that's one of the things that is, is it's great to talk about and it's also one of the a, a challenge and sean you chime in on this too sure that whenever you're creating something whether if it's a, a online digital con or if you're working on a piece of work you're always asking yourself what makes my my content what makes the project that i'm working on what makes my story different than everybody else and granted, we're all going to pull from the pot that of the things that have been done. Yeah, it's, but I it's think to your point, it's the, the the real work is not let me copy what I've seen. The real work is okay. What I've seen so far, these things work. Now that I have that to create my foundation for this project or this avenue that I'm about to go down, what can I add to it? That makes it different. G for Geek, once again, we like to call ourselves a shoot the shit podcast. So even if we have guests on, we're going to do minimum research. Um, but we want to spend time shooting the shit, listening, and, you know, asking, asking very subtle questions because we know that people want to talk. People yeah. want to tell their story. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, deep diving into like, hey, here's question A, question B, question C. No, you don't really need to, for us, we don't need to do that because we kind of know what our formula is. But I think to your point, when you're talking about like AmbionCon, and that's something that I do like that it's a con that feels, it feels like a, like, it feels like a long, if, if awesome I can try, skill I guess share. I would, I, I would guess, also yeah. say it feels like. It feels like one big artist alley filled with panels that artists themselves are working with. 
Yes. Right? Like, you're literally, these artists are talking to other artists, but they're also talking to fans. These artists are all the talking to mm-hmm. podcasters, but they're also talking to aspiring people. Right? Like, the, the, the show itself in Beyond Con, what made it so special was the fact that these are artists, these are creators that are trying to not only push themselves out there, but to show why their, why their stuff is different, why their stuff is niche, as we've talked about in other shows. You know, what is that niche that they do to make them, you know, a must-see or a must-watch or a must-buy, right? Mm-hmm. But also telling people, look, I'm not the only one. You have the talent. This is how you can unlock that talent. Yeah, and a lot of it, too, was, I mean, there's a lot of people who did uh, first-time stuff at our show, which, again, it's always been like that, even in person and in beyond. I mean, I remember the last in-person show we held, um, which was at Hofstra University, and one of the young artists that was there, um, this, he was like a 16, 15 tabling at an event, and, you know, we had a great conversation. Um, Mistal was very influenced by um, Bob Camp and everything, and, you know, we, we it, it felt good to provide that opportunity to him, because it was the first ever show he tabled at. Mm-hmm. In Beyond Con was the first show I ever tabled at, and I was glad because Eric Hutch, who's the CEO of Inbeyond, founder, and I remember when he started this, it was just him at a table. His wife was there, his son, his daughter wasn't even born at the time, um, and it was, it, 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 or I believe she was, I'm again, I just I remember it was just him and his family at the table. This was at Big Apple when I first met him to see okay. what he's grown into, and, and, and to get that honor of being a part of that, I mean, through Hutch. I met Law um, because Law, again, um, he was there at the first Symbion Con that I participated in. Law was um, in the cosplay competition as is, I always go, yo, your Sith Batman Beyond was just dope. Um, and again, that's how I got, I know Law was through his cosplay and then to see him grow because that's what Embion has done is help people grow into different things. Like Hutch was like, listen, I mean, um, I mean, I remember he approached me like, hey, yeah, you want to, you know, just run the con. I need someone to run the con. And he would do that. He'll just, he'll, he'll because, and, and he does that too sometimes with testing. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I didn't know anything about being a showrunner. And this was when we did the shows in person and I ran that last show. And it was like over 5,000 people, but it's like just seeing the faces of everyone and all that. And it was like, like you said, it was, it, Inbion was always that show that took Artist Alley out of Artist Alley and made that what it was supposed to be was that we're showcasing this. It didn't want to depend on celebrities or anything like that. And it's nothing against celebrities or people wanting to see them. It's just that there are some shows that sometimes celebrities will overshadow like all the other creators that are there. So we wanted to showcase creators. We were always like, we're a show for creators by creators because that is, what we did it was a show for creators by creators and regardless of whatever skill level of creator we wanted to showcase that and and no matter where they're at in their status we wanted to showcase that and show that creators no matter what skill level they can learn from each other and network with each other and it was a and and when the pandemic happened, I remember Eric going, "Yeah, we're gonna cancel." And I was bummed out because there was a lot of stuff already planned with bringing back panels and everything. And I was bummed out for one day, and I was like, "You know what? This is an opportunity to move forward." Because he was because he announced that we were going to go virtual way before New York went to lockdown. Okay. So this was like in March of 2020, and. I was like, what the hell is a virtual show? What's this? I don't understand it. Then ideas formed. 
boom, that Google Doc goes out to him and we're just throwing ideas, we're getting people. And there were a lot of ideas we pinned that were like, yeah, we can't do this. I mean, I, and then, you know, we did the show. Um, a lot of people don't know the story too, is that the first show, the website had got hacked and everything that took us months to build on the website, me, Eric and Law had to put up in three days to I still prepare the show. That. Yeah, you yeah. told us that, yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. And, and I mean, working for um, a cable company with internet service, you, you learn every day that, you know, the vulnerabilities of sites um getting hacked and all that and you know the server company it was through a small window of when they did their backup got hacked and it deleted everything it was like a five alarm fire and we got back up uh, so it was like me hutch and law put that all back up in three days three sleepless nights in red bull because our dedication was this because like we we're like yeah i think we're gonna have to cancel the show and then we were like you know what no we we've advertised it we're gonna we're we're gonna do the show and that was our dedication to people that first year and again it even running the show that year it, it was a lot we learned about a lot of stuff that made it smoother this year and there are things we learned this year we learned the power of the limits of Streamyard, which we pushed this thing to its limit and it was like yo it worked beautiful and um there are a lot of new things that we want to implement and expand on next year um and just expand of how we can make the virtual space something that people can come to enjoy and network and when we do bring back the live show we're still going to keep the virtual show and it's going to be an extension of the live show well question two questions actually first question is compared to last year's and beyond con how many more panels did you add on to this year we doubled you doubled, right? We easily doubled. I, 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 this year we divided in teams of who was doing what. Mm -hmm. And so I was in charge with booking the panels and I was like, I'm going to panel this thing out for two days and I'm going to overload everyone's sensors and I'm going to look for panels that people um, normally can't find. And I was like, you know, part of it was also too, not all the panels from us, but what third party, um, like for example, Comic Book School opened both days with two phenomenal panels. Buddy Scalera, Ari, Aaron, all of them over there at Comic Book School, freaking awesome. They opened both days with two beautiful panels, which I thank them deep down from my heart from that. Um, and again, Buddy um, opened up with a nice marketing panel with someone who's worked for Marvel for years. And I might tell people that's a great panel, go watch it you're learning about marketing from that um tone hosted a marketing panel too um and again it, it was like well why did you have two marketing panels because different views from different people you're going to learn from something's going to like mark franco was perfect for that panel because it was mark franco that said that don't get in for this for the money if you get into stuff for the money you're gonna burn yourself out just get the fuck out and i was like you know what Marcus, like, and and I've learned a lot from Mark, Alex, um, Tom Aglio was there. Um, so people don't know, but Tom, everybody's heard of Tom. If you heard a Papa John's commercial, you've heard Tom's voice. Tom is also over there at Project Infinity. He's doing a lot of great things, and he was part of Market Power because he helps with marketing, um, with for voice actors and his day to day his 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 day to day job with that. Um, we had Twitch streaming panels. We had some Twitch streamers that were up there because you know what, no one talks too much about Twitch streamings at conventions. And, you know, that's me. And it was like, you know, want to get people of all different skill levels of where their channel was at for them to talk um, because someone's going to say something that's going to resonate with somebody. Yeah. That's what we were looking to do, because doesn't matter who, who if you resonated with one person on that panel. It's phenomenal. And I mean, new and, and this year, too, we did a music panel. 
Okay. We had some phenomenal artists there who like Drew Kaboom, Nina Kreese, Lou Seif, and Tommy from um the Floating Lighthouse, the basis for the Floating Lighthouse, who's also the DM from Medusa's Cascade. And they talked over uh, about music. And again, the those were actually the two highest watched panels was the Twitch and the music panel. And it was like, again, we wanted to showcase something different. We wanted to showcase creators from all perspectives, the voice acting panels, mm-hmm. and we wanted people to learn. We wanted people to network and we want to showcase what these creators are doing because every creator that participated and there were creators who couldn't make it mm-hmm. um due to various reasons which again they still reached out and everything and i give them a lot of love because you know life happens these these happen even with live shows and they they're phenomenal creators we still feature their information because we weren't gonna be like you know we're, we're not like we're not petty people we're not. We're not going to do it because life happens. And again, we don't want to like, oh, they didn't participate. Take them off. No, it's like life happens. We're still going to showcase your information because you're a dope creator. We invited you for a reason because we believe in what you're doing. Right. And uh, and creators who participated, we, partic- we we believe in what you're doing. And we want to like everything is still st- up, up there on the website. We're keeping it up for a whole year. So it's like a convention that's on demand now. And we're like, we want people to keep going back to learn, keep going back. Let me write this stuff down. Keep going back to find these creators because everyone, including you guys being a part of, again, thank you for being part of the oh, podcast man. panel. Oh, oh, oh. Um, two years in a row, you guys were part of that panel. Thank you again. And, and again, it's, it's, it's the nuggets that you guys provide with what you do and it's the passion behind what you guys do we want to showcase that and right. you know we we and we want to say that it's not showcased enough because we're never going to step on any other like conventions toes and all that we see it as not as competition we see it as friendly competition where it's like yeah listen if you see a creator at a show and you think they're doing dope reach out to them invite them to your show because we feel like you know you have exposure to other people that we may not have exposure to that can help this creator that's how we see it yeah so this is this is gonna say this is my second question deals with what you were just talking about and it does a little bit towards something sean said earlier that the networking part of in beyond con and something that i really appreciate with being um invited two years in a row is i think what makes in beyond con very different is the fact of you can be an audience member experiencing something i don't think i've ever experienced at a live con and that's seeing the interaction of content creators who've never met who don't really interact network and learn information at the same time you're learning about them and learning that information so with that being said have you ever thought about with doing a in beyond live how would you find a way to integrate that same experience into an in beyond live it's simple um you reach out to the people you know um for example, I, I told people right now and to this day, and I share it with the network at New York City Comic Con, Creative Aftercon, which is one of the, the many networks I've been a part of. They're meeting at 8.30 p.m. at Twins Pub. And I told people like, yeah, if you want to meet creatives, go. We're always cheerleading that. And it's about, you know, taking that and integrating that into the live show as those same elements. Because all it is is just letting people know like, hey, there's going to be a network. Because Con has always been a networking event for creators like we would wait to like um the final hour to do the cosplay contest which will allow people to go walk around and talk to each other and again it's always been like even eric's wife who runs a show um called gaia's essence it's always been about people um networking 
because your strongest bonds, um, you never know who you're going to meet at a show. And I tell people, if you go to a show, doesn't even matter if it's our show, if you go to a show, even if you feel like it's a bad show, you didn't make any money, I'm gonna tell you how it's a worse show. Because I look at a person and goes, how many connections did you make? Mm. If you made no connections, then you were at a bad show. Because like, at the end of the day, the promoters do what they do to get people there and all that. But if you and 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 I understand that these are businesses we're running, but we can't like we we saw in the middle of the pan we saw during the pandemic we can't fully depend on shows to make that money out there as a business because if your income was dependent on the show you you lost a lot of money and you you put yourself in a hole. I even admit to myself I approached handling cons the wrong way. And that was a big lesson for me to learn. And that's a lesson. Listen, at the end of the day, and I learned this is like fail. Fail is his first attempt in learning. Mm. Never be ashamed of that. And, you know, we all like failed and it was a first attempt in learning. And it was now learning how to go with this new world. Or it's like, you know, if something happens, or if lockdown happens or if shows cancel again, am I prepared for that? And he's just preparing those steps. Yeah, and but I don't, I don't think, sorry, I don't think it's about, I don't think you guys failed. And I, so we kind of. Oh no! I was saying person. No, I was saying person. Oh, for oh me. person, you personally it, for me. That's what it was. Like you, yeah, but you you didn't. So, but um, I I think I've said this to you guys before. Like, like something that I really admire from you guys is you did what several people came to terms with, right? Dealing with the pandemic, um, don't know what to do because now we're limited to social gatherings, and I think. From a business standpoint, you did something that a lot of businesses failed at, and that was saying to ourselves, we are a business, how do we want to grow, and what are we willing to do to adapt? And I think even on a creative level, if you cannot adapt to your situation, then you're kind of pushing yourself backwards. You're kind of taking yourself out of the spotlight you're you're looking at it from a one-dimensional straight line instead of saying what are my options yeah and um it, it's like this uh I, again when i said i felt i think i handled going into conventions wrong mm -hmm. because i was all um you know i got caught up in that whole thing where it's like you know i need to make this money i need to make this money i need to make this money and that's when i was like no i need to make these connections and i understand that you got to make money and maybe I shouldn't have gone to as many conventions as I did. I could have just gone, purchased a ticket to just go in, not as a vendor, but as someone like, you know, going to like, let me see how many connections I can make. Um, because like at the end of the day, it's like when you do buy a table at a show, a lot of the times it's like, okay, I got to make that table back. And another thing too, that people were like, you know, oh, I made my table back. That's awesome. But here's the other thing. You also got to think about if you spent on hotel, gas, these are all factors that came in there. And I think like, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day too, when you're a vendor, you can connect with fans and that's awesome. I've seen vendors who are great with fans who, who connect with them and everything. Um, and that's a way to get your stuff out there. But I've seen vendors who sit there and they don't connect with anybody and they just sit there and they're like, they're like this on their phone and shit. Um, but um, again, it, it, it was a fail for me before the pandemic. And it's like that realization, like, you know, I have to approach this differently. Like a lot of people ask me like, oh, you're going to be at shows. I'm like, I'll purchase a ticket to go hang out at a show, but I'm not going to buy a table. Like, you know, like before, like I've been to shows where I sit there at the table and there's like no one there. 
So I'm like, let me make a connection with someone because I'm like, especially when they're asking if like crazy, like some, some shows are asking for close to New York Comic Con prices, which I thought was ridiculous, but that's personally me. But, um, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's, it's a learning lesson and learning how to adjust. And when it came down to wanting to do the virtual show again, I I'll say it again, is that we weren't looking to replace the in-person experience. It was more about helping creators learning and seeing, um, you know, ways we can help them learn to also digitally advertise themselves. So that's, 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 that's the route we went with that. No. And it's a good route. Um, so like it's funny because I was gonna ask you like what is more beneficial like because I know there's probably people out there that are like oh well you know what Artist Alley is you know the real heart of Comic Con but do people really like spend their time there and their money there you know and what you said is actually pretty accurate and I was gonna ask the question what's more important making money or creating connections but you answered it before I even asked it you know and at the end of the day, like, it's funny because much like with Nertino, when we first officially met. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? It was it that the con itself was very low key, very low level, very few people attended. But the connections there were long term. Like, we met people like, you know, the garbled podcast people that were there. You know, people that we still talk to today and we still interact with. You know, I met a lot of people there that I, like, interact with. Even when I was at ColossalCon, I saw somebody I knew from, like, back then. And then we just clicked, right? So it's like, um, you're right. The, having those connections and having those people help you with your business, you know, by giving you advice, by giving you, you know, locations to be like, well, this is the best thing to do. Like when you told us to go hit up Rhode Island, right, and do a video out there, that is still, if I'm not mistaken, one of our highest video, highest yes, viewed videos. Yeah, yeah right? you guys, and you guys have fun up there. <laughs> yeah, we had and fun that, and, and it showed. Special thanks to Hannibal um, for for taking us out there. Like, yeah. we definitely want to work more with him. Um, he's doing his own projects right now, but like, yeah, like that was a really awesome con. Yeah, I I love Rhode Island. Um, it's one of the shows I always have fun at. Um, it just sucks I'm not going to be there again this year. Um, because um, again, it's one of those shows that I had to take the reality and learn. Like, you know, I. I want to go up there with more original stuff, mm-hmm. more representing the brand and give people something. But because at the end of the day, it's nothing against any artist that's sitting in an artist alley. I, I go like this, like you do fan art. That's perfect. Do it. Do you, I did the fan art. I just, I don't want to get lost into it anymore. I want to be able to now push original content out there. And I know people are like, well, it's tough to push original content. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, you know, at the end of the day, I want to push something that's more originally made and nothing. Again, it's not shade to anybody. I don't want people to think that and take it the wrong way because I know some beautiful arts artists that are out there that do some great work and everything. Um, I just, I don't, I don't, I feel like this. I feel like my style doesn't stick out too much with fan art unless I'm really, really enjoying the piece, like the Spider-Man piece I did. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when I was doing a lot of fan art, I'm just like, let me, I'm just trudging this because this is trending right now. And then you could see that there wasn't much love behind it. Whereas now it's like, if I'm focused a lot of my original artwork, a lot of my original content, there's more love behind that because now I'm, I'm, I'm approaching something that I like more of doing. And it's like, I, I, I got tired of drawing Spider-Man. 
I I literally like someone asked me to draw Spider Man. I'm like I don't feel like like someone asked me, and, and I was like I know someone. I was sending someone else to commission because okay. I really don't feel like it. It it it. It's like it's like this. Like it was fun working on Mister Stupendous because it was original IP. And it was um, Ari's original character, which is going to be in a comic book school anthology um, that's coming out. And it was fun working on that. Um, and again, it was getting to showcase my style and everything. And, you know, um, it was fun working on Wayward Ravens um, comic strips, Damn Heroes, mm -hmm. and getting to draw the strips and everything. Because it's like, you know, because, again, it, you have 50 million Spider-Men out there, but... You know, you have very few artists that are drawing Ari's character, Mr. Stupendous. And I'm like, right. I, it, I, that was more fun for me to draw. And then, you know, and then, you know, he was like, yeah, we're going to put him through different scenarios. I got to draw him in, what is it, make it look like it was 90s Rob Leffield style. So I was like, oh, this is dope. Let me add all the patches uh, and just have fun with it, man. And that's so good. I, I, I'm out. Uh oh. Uh oh, Charlie, cut out. some trouble because whenever it comes to fan art, ooh, I have so unpopular opinion. Oh, Here we go. I, there are a lot of good artists out there who I think, I think fan art is one of those mediums that it's great to venture and it's great to take a moment to stop there. But I also believe that there are a lot of artists who stay there for far too long. And what I mean is, if you look at the, the energy and the attention they put into drawing someone else's character, it leads you to go to that question, where's your own characters? Where's your own work? And, I, and I'm not trying to say that like fan art is bad. I'm not trying to say that people shouldn't do fan art. I do believe in Geektopians. I know you're going to come at me or some people are going to come after me. I do feel, and this is my, my perspective, I do feel that some people stay too long in the fan art section in the sense of they're constantly drawing someone else's characters and trying to make that character theirs, which it's not... It, there, there's so much more to it, I, and I get it. It's hard to break our original character into the scene. Um, and the artists have been saying it for so much, and that's because, once again, we've kind of, on at least in the western, in, in on the western civilization, we've put like all our superheroes from Marvel and DC and Image on this pedestal that if they're not that superhero, then they don't need, they don't get the independent attention, or they don't get the attention. You know, all, all these other characters are, are below. They're not even C. They're not even D. They're just indie and, and beneath that. And I'm just like, there's a lot of great characters out there. Yeah. A lot of great stories. But it's also shadowed. It's, 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 it's clouded by both, you know, the mainstream comics. And then down from the mainstream comics, you have fan art. And, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, that's just well, how I, like. I always, for me, it was like this. Like, like again, like there's certain artists whose styles I really love. I ha I always have to buy a piece from Ed. Shout out to Edwin Huang who does some amazing artwork. He's worked for both like doing stuff for Udon, and um, I picked up his original character book, um, Rogues Gallery, which again is a phenomenal book, and I was so happy to pick it up. But like you know, and and you know, I I love what Ed does. His style is just beautiful, and he's worked on the Street Fighter comics and everything. And sometimes you know, some people do that to showcase like their style and all that. 
I spend a lot of time to between Artist Alley and Small Press. Small Press, I feel like that's where you find a lot of the up and coming original comics. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, that's where I met Wayward Raven and learned about a lot of comics like The Ascension and everything. Um, picked up on her books and learned that Mark was a master brewer. That's where, um, again, I see a lot of, like, for example, Dead Man's Party. Dead Man Party was the first original comic I picked up at New York City Comic Con, built a relationship with Scott Barnett and Jeff Marzak, the creators behind that book. It got picked up by another small company called Darby Pop, who has the rights to do the Bruce Lee comics. Um, and um, Jeff, who runs that company, he's a phenomenal guy too. Um, and Mar- um, Scott was always, and I'm always happy to see like him and his family doing well. And he was always, I, I consider like part mentor too, because he would offer me advice and everything. And we would just geek out talking about artwork and all that shading. And then when Jeff was there at the table, we would talk about writing on Jeff was like, Jeff was definitely a teacher, man. Um, but Dead Man's Party, whew, it was a beautiful ride. I know that with some people, they get scared of indie comics because they, they want to finish book. Dead Man Party, I was so like, they were going to do four issues then they extended it to five because it was just such a beautiful arc such a beautiful story and i know it was coming out every year because they were put in their time in it and that's some of the things i love when it comes to like collecting original books it's like getting out of that mainstream because there's just so many great titles out there mm-hmm. i wish i could buy them all well, obviously i can't um and it's not that it gets the big titles because every once in a while yeah i'll pick up spider-man or dragon art murderer um deadpool but um i mean and i mean i'm and it's nothing against the artists who do fan art because there's a lot of phenomenal artists out there whose styles do shine or that um and there's some people who do it because i get it when you're selling your original content you feel like it is harder because you already have to market to people who are coming to the show like oh i want that spider-man mommy i want this i want that and it's like okay i'm gonna do something that's the grab because i got caught up in that myself but i'm like you know i'm at that point where it's like you know i'm not i i want to get recognized for my original works and showcase that and i'm not gonna i know for a fact i'm not gonna make a lot of money in artist alley with an original book so that's why it's like one of the things I'm learning. It's like, you know, how can I prepare the script for this and see if other mediums that this can carry over? And and, and it's about creating something that people can pick up and enjoy. If one person picks up and enjoys it, I did my job. And this is something that I created. But um, if people really want to talk about making money in it, then, you know, you learn how you can take it from point A, point B to point C. Because look at um, Webtoons. Okay. Webtoons yeah. right now is a lot of original content that's now being made into shows animations and now they have to deal with dc they had to deal with uh country they have to deal with dc so i mean there, there are a lot of original ways to get your platforms out there and and, and that's what we're trying to showcase too with the digital mm-hmm. because when fans start to buy your stuff digitally and start to showcase your stuff digitally and follow you when you go to an in-person con with a huge digital following you're going to do well at the show Right. Because people are like, oh, you're going to be there in person. I want to see you in person now because you're the creator of this series that I've been collecting. So okay. it's about building that following. And that's one of the things, again, goes right back into the virtual show. We want to show people how to build that so that they can, when they go to an in-person show, no matter where it's at, you have a following that's there that, you know, you're you're going to do well. And, and Geektopians, before you come at me, let me let me just make this very clear. Come at him. Come when at I Charlie. Say, when I when I talk about um, fan art artist, I mean more of if if someone was to ask you to show your portfolio, 
And in your portfolio, you have all this amazing work of other people's character, but none of your own characters. I find that to be very problematic. And granted, that might be your thing. And, and, and I don't want to put people into like an age range. I just really do feel like there are some very talented people that, in my opinion, they stay too long in the fan art realm. And to the point that their portfolio is made up of great illustrations and designs, but they are new variants and interpretations of other people's characters and none of their own. Huh. Uh, speed, I love how he just speed. highlights that. Uh, yeah, well, speed. okay, so if I can be the, the other piece to that. I feel like oh, a lot oh of people... God. I, I do agree with the fact that don't oh, shut up. I do agree with the fact that in order for people to actually make money at these booths, mm -hmm. that you have to commission stuff, mm -hmm. right? And you nine times out of ten, they want to see the artist that they like commission their favorite character, mm -hmm. whether it is a Spider Man, a Batman, a Superman. They these people do want to see. Okay, so how would you take this interpretation of Batman into your into your artistry hands? You understand? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. to me, I think that's also a fair play to where it's like, all right, as an artist, I understand this is a very common superhero trope versus the original stuff that I'm trying to do. But mm -hmm. let's say, for example, they do a commission where it's an original concept of that central character. Mm -hmm. uh, Sebastian, as you're the artist, um, do you feel that that could be considered more of a challenging aspect rather than just having, you know, just to do a common character, you know, just to get the paycheck? No, I mean, I like, for example, for me, I did the Spider-Man crossing over at Borderlands because that was just something I wanted to do mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen it. And wanted to do a mashup. If you're an artist that's getting created to do something of your own interpretation and someone's paying for it, go right ahead, have fun with it. Just do your interpretation. Um, I always recommend is this too, is that, you know, find something that um, screams out your style because um, it is hard to stick out in a sea of styles because there's a lot of phenomenal artists out there. I mean, I give you an example, Bun Lung um, creates some phenomenal um, character art and he is a marketing guru when it comes to marketing icons. He markets himself pretty well with his setup and his style is very flashy. Um, Christopher Yuminga and Chrissy Zulo, um, both artists whose styles are phenomenal. Um, both of them, both of those artists, because they've worked on their stuff and all that. Um, and even though like a lot of stuff is fan art, they have beautiful styles and they've gotten their stuff, um, where they've, there was actually a DC toy line for each of them with, it was like the artist alley variants and all, cause they were just very popular in artist alley and, and Chrissy, Chrissy and Chris are awesome people. Bung is awesome when you meet them and everything, but it's like, it's about, you know, it's about paying your dues too. Cause they did pay their dues. Um, Edwin Huang, who's had his stuff turn into street fighter statues, who's worked for, um, who's worked and done Mega Man comics, street fighter comics, his style is phenomenal. So it's like, you know, you have to make sure you, and, and the thing is this, Make sure that you're also doing a portfolio that's mm -hmm. outside of the fan art that showcases um, that showcases this um, that showcases what you can do. For example, um, some people are looking for production artists. Mm -hmm. Learn to do production art too on the side. Um, 
it, 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 all production art is just drawing figures. Like if you could draw like the whole, um, what's it called, concept and everything, like concept art. Like it's drawing the figures, like it shows that you can do concept drawings. Mm. Um, have a sample of sequentials. Um, having samples of, if you really want to do comics, have a sample of sequentials. And a lot of the times don't do it with main branded characters create throwaway characters in a small thing that shows that you can tell a story because like if you're gonna do sequentials to showcase the dc they don't want to see marvel sequentials mm-hmm. okay showcase something that's gonna um pretty much showcase your style and that you can tell a story between a character okay. um and I mean, and this is just from observation. I've seen people do it. Um, be engaging with people. Learn to be engaging. I know that we're all like introverts and everything. It can get hard talking to people. But when you're more engaging with people and you save the sale for last, like, for example, if you and I are having a conversation, I draw in the booth um, and we're having a conversation, have a conversation in the middle of the conversation, do your pitch. Like, hey, if you don't mind, we're having this conversation. Here's my pitch, blah, 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 blah. Um, tell them about it. Come with a good elevator pitch that hooks them in right away. Like, for example, this is my book. It's about a bad scientist experiment that goes wrong. All hell breaks loose. Um, but yeah, what we were talking, and that will stick. And I've seen people do that. Like I had one guy, um, shit, uh, Josh, Josh, uh, Josh, I can't remember his last name. He's Duke dude. Um, and he goes, he looks at me, he goes, yeah, I'm going to sell this lady all four books. Mm. Oh, wow. Gave her the pitch. He's like, I'm going to start from here. Well, how the ending ends, gave her the full pitch and then engaged her in conversation. She brought all four books. And it was the fact that she purchased his character and, you know, and his passion for it. So, because when you're not passionate about your stuff, it, it can tell. Yeah. It's like when you're like this all day and, and if you can't speak, get someone who can speak for you. Don't be a salesman because I've had that when I've went to shows where there was this one guy, he was being a salesman in the show. I didn't want to buy his stuff because I'm like, dude, I... Don't be and it's like pretty much don't be pushy. Um, and don't steal people from another people person's table. That is very frowned upon. Because when you oh, wow. do that, that I've seen dark. that happen. I, I, have, I have not seen that. So explain, I've seen explain, that. explain a bit more because I'm this is new to me. So explain, wait, wait. explain more before you that. do that because I want you to answer this question too, ladies and gentlemen. Geetopian, we're about to get into the dark side of uh, cons because I had a you said something earlier that I had questions about that I don't think I've heard on any panels that I would like to have you kind of like cover that too. But could you hit Sean's question first? The question was so the question is like what is stealing like as as persons who not who we don't do booths right we're not booth people yet right and you know we don't understand some of these concepts and being the fact that you did run a physical and virtual con i believe this is one of those unwritten rules that you talk about where it's like if you do this we're not inviting you back next year <laughs> Well, no, it's like this. It's like um, when you're in like Artist Alley and all that, you're all showcasing your stuff. And when people are looking around and then you're purposely doing something to grab someone's attention. Okay. And it's like, you know, let them look around. 
you like understand we're here we're all you know trying to sell stuff and, all. and i used to see that sometimes and a lot of people like yo dude like they were just taking a look at my stuff what are you doing like i've seen one dude walk up to a bunch of people who are looking at someone else's stuff and literally pull them away from that person's table i'm like dude that's 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 frowned upon you don't do that it, it, no it, it it's yeah, totally it disrespectful it's frowned upon because it's like you know, if I go and do that at your table and pull people away, you're going to be pissed. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like the, if, if I'm like this talking to my phone and all that, then fine. I'm not paying attention to them. I'm not. But if I'm engaging in them and you do something deliberate like that, and I've seen it happen at shows and it hasn't happened to me. Thank God. Like, you know, mm. I've seen it happen to people and I've seen and, and, and they're like, yo, fuck this guy. Like, you know, what's he doing? Like, he's doing this bullshit. And I've had people come to me, complain to me about that person. Like, yo, this guy's being a fucking dick, man. Like, he has to get the kid on the show and all that. And it's like, yeah, it's it, it, it. The con drama gets real when it comes to that. And it's like it's learning to be a good table neighbor. And okay. I have to say, like, everyone who I've tabled next to, they've been awesome neighbors, like Rodney Fike, who's this day I still, and again, it comes to actually showing those connections. Mm -hmm. And with Rodney, he was talking to people, I'm not trying to take people from his table. He wasn't trying, and we would let them, it's like, you know, yeah, they're there. We'll wait for them to come down because people are going to walk down. Um, and obviously, if they stop and take a look, something at your table caught their eye, and then that's when you engage them. You gaze with that conversation. If they're just walking down like this and all that, and like, so, hey, hi, how you doing? And like that, then obviously that person's not engaged with what you're doing and all that. It's something didn't catch their eye. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's it, it's like you see, like like I said, doing shows and all that, I've seen a lot of the the dark side of cons, and then I've seen a lot of the, the con family who are there for each other and all that. I've seen people get written, handwritten notes put on their tables saying, oh, you're a Photoshop artist for an unknown anonymous person. Ooh-wee! <laughs> the sh the and, it's, and it's easy yeah, to do that anonymously. I've seen that happen to someone, and I'm like, like it, it was an artist who I knew, and he it, it's like he was having a great time at the show, and it was that one note that made him feel like shit. Damn. And it was like, dude, you don't do that. That means that, you know, you're like... At the that end was, of the day, it's like, you know, I saw this like this. I'm like, he's a great, like, to me, it's like this. You're doing a Photoshop art. You're a great colorer. You're a great concept artist because, like, that's, um, you know, studios need concept artists like that who are doing stuff like that for big production pictures. They're doing the photo renderings and the manipulations. Yeah. And it's a way to showcase your stuff. If you're selling to selling, you know, you never know. Like, that's a way of showcasing your portfolio. But if you're going to – and it's called Artist Alley. It's not called – comic artist alley it's called artist alley and yeah. i think we forget that sometimes um and 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 i understand it's competition we want to be seen but it's like we forget that you know it's artist alley it's showcasing artists we're all artists out there trying to showcase future, ourselves future, future showcase of the I immortals mean, that, that's a clear under the table like shade right there like i Damn. Under the table, no, dude. I... You put it on top of the table. <laughs> no, I'm like, it, it's it, it breaks my heart because it's like, like you hear stories, and when people tell you don't meet your heroes, and again, I don't throw names out there about anybody and all that. I'm I'm honored to meet a lot of the people I've done. Like Buzz has been awesome. Buzz is Buzz is one of those fun dudes to talk to. And I remember Buzz. Uh, I asked him, Buzz, will you like take a look at my stuff? First thing goes, oh, don't go crying. Like you know, if I start ripping up your shit and all that, telling like this shit of garbage, and all that, I tell him, Buzz, 
you're 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 the master you're you're someone who's been doing this for years i want those opinions i'm not gonna cry like a little bitch and he gave me meaningful feedback and at the end of the day like some artists still do that just to test to see if you have the cojones to take that negative criticism and i appreciate buzz for everything even the conversations um i have with him whenever i get to see him i'm always happy to hear about updates about him and his family and everything but like i said though there's some people who are like and, and i won't let it be named that there's some people who they'll say never meet your heroes because some people just you're like wow you're like wow do you think cons are the right place to be having your your stuff critiqued by another artist it's supposed to be like that where like if it's a busy show like mm -hmm. new york city comic-con i understand how tough that is because at the end of the day you're at new york city comic-con boom 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 you're busy i've mm -hmm. been to new york city comic-con as a fan someone who was covering it and i've worked behind a table so i respect all aspects for it. I say nothing about New York City Comic Con. If you can't meet with someone because you're tired and all that, sometimes you're physically drained because mm -hmm. that con beats the shit out of you. But if you're at a small show that you can see that you have time, don't be a dick. Okay. Just don't. That's the that's the, the logic of it. Just don't be a dick. If you literally like like I I appreciate like I remember I spoke with Eric Larson and I appreciate his answer. I go, hey Eric, is there any way I can reach out to you, Mr. Larson? With and he said, no, I really don't have the time for that. He's like, but I'll give you some critique. I appreciated his answer. He was honest. And that was honesty. Again, um, I've uh, Jake Parker um, who took his time to show me some stuff. I appreciate what he did. Um, but I've seen people. Like, I've seen shit where there was, like, someone go up to someone who was like, oh, that shirt is dope. Where can I get that shirt? And the guards looked at them like, no, you can't get that shirt. It's the exclusive club. What? And, and, the, and, the, and the, the logic behind that person's shirt was that it was supposed to be inclusive, and it wasn't. Mm. It's like you advertise it's inclusive, and it wasn't. And I was like, you know, that's that's not what you do to people. Shit. And I've seen other artists too shit on other artists. And I'm like, you don't do that. Like, listen, at the end of the day, what you say to your friends in the background, all that, that's fine. Let's go ahead. Mm -hmm. Go do that. Go do that. That's all off the floor and all that. Do your shit. Talk your smack. Go ahead. It's not, a, but when you're doing it on the floor, it's purposely in front of people, mm -hmm. in front of a crowd, try to make someone feel bad. Then I'm like, you know, we got to put a kibosh on that. Mm. Yeah, that's just blatantly disrespectful. And you can't do So that. you talked about this earlier, the table. I've always heard so many comments about what goes into renting a table and the ups and downs especially when it comes to breaking even not breaking at all so tell us about because and, and not just us but i know that there are probably listeners out there who are who are indie or working to get their own booths and they don't know this so as a person who's had their tables kind of share that information with people and and the dark side and the dark side of it it's a learning game not every table is going to be ran the same it's it's really a learning game it's learning how to position your stuff because um when it comes to running your table it it, it you want to feel like it's location 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 and at times it is mm -hmm. and at times it isn't um sometimes it's definitely the crowd that shows up because you can go to shows have to bomb its location and everything but if people aren't showing up you're gonna bomb um but running the table um it, there's no sugar coating it it's not easy it, it isn't 
I feel like there's expectations you run into with running your table. Like I'm going to make all this money. I'm going to do great. Um, it really is a learning experience that you constantly learn. And it's a constant experience that you have to be ready for adjustment and disappointment. Okay. Because if you're not making money at a show, it is a huge disappointment because you start to like, well, I paid this for the table. I paid this for the hotel. I paid for that. So it's, it's prepping for loss. And that's like it with any business. And I told, um, I'm going to pass on the best advice I was given. Learn business, take a business course, learn it. Why? Because you're going to learn things. You're always going to learn about being in this industry but the one thing you're never going to learn um is business and you don't want to do it where it's like and that's why i was like you know i can admit some of my mistakes i took a business course and i had one year where i did phenomenal and then that last year i was like it fucking sucked and i was like you know how am i approaching this you know yeah and and and, and it lets you learn things about where you're bleeding money at if you're in the red if you're in the block if you're this and that you you start to learn these things and you start to learn about your overhead you start to learn about what you're spending money on that it's like like i i you start to spend money on unnecessary like if you're spending money on unnecessary shit i mean i've had prints that i'm throwing out that just never sold and it's just it's learning that okay um it's learning to fire customers don't be afraid to do that. I was told by that by a real estate agent. Learn to fire your customers because we do get into this mentality where the customer is always right. But when the customer isn't, you just got to learn because we, we, we get really like, you know, I need to make this money. I need, sure, understandable. Your real customers are going to pay you. Okay. No questions asked. Okay. Your phony customers are the ones that are like, well, that's too much, that's this. You got to learn to fire them because you have to understand your value. Because, and, 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 and what I mean by that is, again, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it is learning to fire people because um, I've had that where it's like, I bend over backwards trying to please someone for a bunch of work for a small amount of money. And it's like, you know, I could have charged you this and there's a, and it's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that again. Okay. Mm. And, 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 and they do, and people do that to prey on others. So you have to, like, I've seen, I, I did a convention and I have to give it up to this kid. This young kid was walking around to every artist asking him, how much is it to draw this? How much would you charge me for this commission? Got to the point where his dad's like, stop talking to these fucking artists. I'm not paying for anything like that. He was trying to get the lowest rate for an artist to draw something. And he was even going wow. to some tables like, oh, well, this artist is going to draw. And to me, I was like, you know what? Uh, I fired that kid. Hmm. I was like, First, I'm not drawing for you. I mean, <laughs> I respect the hustle, but like. No, I do. I mean, not, to me, it's like this day. It, it's, I do respect the hustle. You want to see where you're going to get your dollar at and all that. But it's like at the same time, if you're trying to get, you know, me to lower my rates or any artist for that to lower their rates because it's like, well, this artist is going to draw it for this price. No, you don't respect my skill because you're yeah. going to pay me for my skill because there's a reason why you're getting finicky like that. Like, well, this artist is going to draw. I'm like, okay, then go to that artist. Pay yeah. them. 
they're gonna make that money. I'm glad they let them make that money. But understand, this is what I'm gonna charge you. <laughs> yeah, and I understand that. So we're winding down. Uh, we're getting to that know, nice I'm little marker right. part. But there's one thing I wanted to ask in, in vehemently before we let you go. All right, and I figured this is gonna take a little bit of chunk of time. Right, as a person who hosts a podcast, who also hosts cons, and basically somebody who just literally puts themselves out there to to have other artists come to their shows, I have to ask you one very important question. I didn't do what, it. No, no, no. What <laughs> actually makes a good press kit to show off the work of the artist? Like, what would you do as a press kit? What would you want to receive as a press kit? You know. What would be like the optimal thing? Like, say, for example, us as a podcast, right? We want to put ourselves out there to another show, right? And this is our press kit. What would what would you ask of us? So putting out there a good press kit, because seeing a bunch of them that's come through. Um, and obviously, if it's something that you want covered, um, me, I would try to send them one, a synopsis of what I'm doing. Mm. Um, when it comes to the comic if I want them to deep dive into the book then I'm going to send you a press sample of the book okay because I want to get that feedback and get your actual thoughts on the book okay and we've had some people send us their comics and they've been great reads they'll send us the digital comic and we'll deep dive into it. And I mean, you know, if you really want that, I would recommend for people to do that. I'm not saying it because we want to receive free shit. It's just that we want to review it so we can, you know, go over the details that you want to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a background. Um, I When I'm putting my press kit together, I've thrown art samples. Um, I've thrown in... Um, you know, different works I've worked on, like a resume of works. Like I've worked on Lucky Zilla number 20 with Rich Dresden as one of the writers. I've worked as a cover artist for him on issue 11. I worked on Wayward Raven. So I've worked with um, Ari on Mr. Sependus. So these are things I do want to make sure that that gets shot out and looked at. So I would put that in the press kiss of stuff that I've worked on. Um, so you want to do that, include that in your resume. May not cover everything, but it's great to go over that. Um, the different your different social media accounts. You want to link those there so that you know if there's anything you want us to pull from your social media, it's there. You could give us a brief history. Doesn't have to be anything crazy long. Just something like a brief history, like two, um, three paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond three paragraphs, I think, gets lost in the mix because it's like you know, then it's 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 a lot to read. If you want someone to review your book, and 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 if you're asking. Don't hesitate to ask someone this. When they send you a full book, don't hesitate to ask them what chapters would you like us to cover? So this way you can mitigate time because if they send you a whole ass book, you're not going to be able to, realistically, you're not going to be able to cover a whole ass book. Especially when there's like a book like, like, like maybe like, this example, like maybe like this thick or something like that or thicker than this. Mm-hmm. So ask them, what are the important chapters you want us to cover? And those are the chapters you hit. And those are the chapters you read. And if you're a creator who sends a whole ass book, highlight the chapters you want covered. Okay. Yeah, um, if so, you're a voice actor, we've had people send, I'm sorry, Sean. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep we, going. Keep going. We've had people, no, we've, if you're a voice actor, we've had people send us voice demos. 
Okay. And Keiko gave us a link to her channel and everything to listen to everything. Amy Davis had her demo reel up, um, and we listened to it and all that, which was really pretty dope. Um, and it, it gives you more insight into the work that they do. Hmm. Okay, so what about? Um, I hear myself. Hold on. I'm hearing myself. Having I'm, some audio. I'm hearing voices. Alone in the room. It's 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 some of it's somebody's speakers outside. So Sean, do you want to take a second to kind of fix that? It ain't me. It ain't me. No. Oh no, you're better now. You're good now. Thank you. Thank you for coming back to us. Oh Lord. Yeah. Almost anyway. Back to the green. So, uh, let's say for example, we send out something to like one of the artists, right? Do we also have to send out information about us to them? So that we can, they could give a better understanding of what we do, or is it the responsibility of the artist to know what our what our uh, podcast is and stuff like that? Um, what I recommend with that is this because we've rarely had to do it on nerds. Mm. Um, if it's someone who doesn't know your stuff and you want to send them a link to your podcast, like yes, and we want to podcast do some creative interviews, and they want to you know get a feel for what you do, you can send them a link. This way, they're oh okay. This is cool. Um, may get a yes, may get a no. That's if you like. That's when you're doing the code um, networking. Okay. Um, when you're doing um, when someone reaches out to you, then you really don't have to send them anything because they're reaching out to you. Okay. It's now you have to ask for that stuff. So it's like yeah, if you like, you know, want us to cover and all that. I mean, don't hesitate to tell people like yeah, we may not have any spots at this time either because like it does get come sometimes crazy because you want to interview everybody, but sometimes it's like you have to be realistic. I can't interview everybody. <laughs> we can't. It's and I you know you don't want to burn yourself out. Um, and like people who um you know when you're networking with them and all them building those connections like hey yeah I run a podcast you know if you're interested in coming on like, oh yeah cool and like yeah when when you get the opportunity here's an email just send me a press kit of stuff you want to to cover simple as that and they'll and people will send you stuff i think we talked about this before the one of the things is like when you're having people come on sometimes and and i want your thoughts on this should you really stress to the person to listen to your show i think i was asking you a question recently about like you know when you have people come on do you ever find yourself having somebody come on and they they as much as you invested in the research to have them on the show so that way you can promote them they you can clearly tell that they never took the time to really like engage your show to see what they are about to be a part of no i don't take it to heart or anything and i think it actually makes off for a uh, good interview actually because you've we've had people tell us like yo that was the most chill interview i've ever been on so it's like they weren't expecting it and we're like yeah we're we want to be known as a chill podcast it's chills laid back it's not sucker because it's like i feel like with that it creates expectation people so it's like when we do that first encounter mm-hmm. it kind of butters people up for the next encounter we're like okay we're gonna bring you in the live show into the madhouse and they're kind of like prepped um what has helped and it, it helped with someone who was a little bit more introverted to kind of open up for the interview is mm-hmm. that 
I did a pre-show kind of thing. I kind of stood it from um, what was it? Um, let me give them a shout out. Comics cast. Um, Gerald does like a pre-show with his guest. Kind of get to talk to him a little bit. And we we spent hours that we geeked out one time just talking, talking, talking. And shout out to them at Comics cast. But it helped out because I kind of stole that idea with them and spoke to someone who was a little bit more of an introvert, and they kind of warmed up. So that when we did the interview. They were cool as shit. And it was more about creating that comfort for them. So sometimes you do that sometimes. And it, it, it helps you kind of warm up to the guys so they, they're expecting something. So it's like, yeah, it's like, you know. And we don't do that with everybody because, like, you know, that that's – but it's like it does help with some people. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I never take it offense. Like, if they haven't listened to the show before, that's fine. If they're reaching out for us to come on the show, then obviously they know something because they've heard of something or a friend has recommended them to us. Okay. Which that's also cool, too, when you get your person reaching out like, yo, I want to come on your show. That's like that's like the coolest fucking feeling in the world. They're like, holy shit, I'm recognized. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no, I don't expect it. And, I mean, the only time I've done that where I sent the show link is, like, someone who... Um, maybe have a huge following like yeah this is our show want to check it out this is a bunch of creative series interviews um has it worked yes and no mm-hmm. and honestly everyone who's come on has been people who we vibe with and whether we knew them before or not it's it's just been like you know what they would i take it as they were the right fit right people to come on the show because we vibe with them they're dope they're cool people and they're awesome when we build relationships. Um, people who haven't come on the show, I'm not going to say that they're people we don't vibe with or anything like that because you never know because I'm never going to say never because it's like the WWE mentality. Never say never. You never know. Yeah. It's just now it's just not the right time for this person to be on the show. Okay. They just, yeah. They're just they just either too busy or it's just not the right time right now. And eventually, I'm, I want to say like eventually we're going to have everyone in the world on our fucking show. Um and just shooting the shit with us and 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 so that this way we could be like yeah check out the other podcast networks that we're part of go on their shows too go on cast the craze go on g is for geek go on keiko's park like all these other shows that we know of that are dope as fuck people who we've had on the show too and i love it when guests start to cross over and create stuff like I got this rush when I first saw Lou Seif go on Catch the Craze. I was like, holy shit, it's happening. And I, it's the same thing. When you guys got to interview Ari and 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 Chris, I was like, I yeah. thought that was cool as shit. Same thing when when people want a Mike Gracia show, when they start doing I, – I love that. I, 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 I To me, it's like it's creating a network, it's creating relationships, and it's people. I'm like, I'm seeing people I know who geeked out on my show with me, geeking out on their shows, creating some even more dope shit. I want to yeah. see this. <laughs> I mean that's that's what the game plan is the game our game plan is to shoot the shit with everybody our biggest show is gonna be when cast the craze comes on oh, that's gonna I, be our biggest show oh man i don't know if you ooh, sam and joy is gonna take over <laughs> nah I man it. i love it i i oh man sam Sam, 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 uh, Sam the Savage. That's what we're gonna call him. Sam the Savage. Sam the Savage. George the Dream of Medina. Sam the Savage. Vera. <laughs> well, I I want to try to, and I'm gonna. I don't want to put this out there right away, but I do want to try to get them in for November, if or really fit fit into their schedule because they're doing such amazing things on their end, and they they they're another one of those podcasts that you know, kind of an inspiration. Just seeing them like kind of like they went from like they kind of vanished for a bit and then they came back and i don't know i think that's just really interesting just following them so hopefully yeah we i mean them in, in november and, so 
No, I, I hope you guys do it. Don't hesitate to reach out. Sam and George are, again, I love working with Sam and George, nuggets of information and everything. Um, again, Sam and George, uh, and, and, and a lot of people don't know this. Um, George was one of the first people to buy uh, my comic when I did my first table. Oh, and it's wow. just and it's just one of those amazing things again just to see where those two have gone with um catch the craze when they left and came back with doing their stuff with um their comics and everything and just the success okay mm-hmm. so i'm I'm always excited for their success and everything wow That's amazing I have enjoyed your company. And even though Sean was the one trying to kick you off the show. Wow. He's like, he's like we're approaching that time. Dude, look um, at the time. We have, we, you know, you know, our original goal was always to be one hour. This is literally our fourth two maybe, hour show. Maybe Sebastian was trying to beat um, Ari's and Chris's. Oh, no, I'm not trying to beat their time. Hell no. Listen, you can't beat their time. That is two people. Like, that's two against one. Listen, listen, listen. If you got me, Ari and Chris on the show, oh, actually, if you got me, wait, wait, if you got me, Law and Tony both all all three on the show, then yeah, that probably would be one right there with Austin's in the room. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Oh, well, so so when we have you, Tone, and Law on the show, I think we should do that for the infamous crossover episode that we've been talking about working on for ages at this point. All right. well, I mean, we've yeah. had you guys on the show, play, so we, we, we don't mind invading and causing you guys somehow. So, oh, my God. Imagine. Just I, at a random. Let's, let's try to do that for like a close to Christmas episode, if you don't mind. If you guys don't mind. You guys can think it over. Oh, yeah. wait, wait. So, so Coquito and, 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 and Regret? Yes. It'll give us enough time to come up with some games that we can play and, you know, win and you know, <laughs> you know since, Wait, we're, we're gonna play guys. we're gonna play pin the tail on the acevedo since oh my god oh, so wait we're doing okay so we're going in person for this one great cool <laughs> um oh, that'd all be right cool. so you know what I would i'll rent the, i'll rent the car and i'll head to jersey for everybody i'll, I'll even i'll even pick up law right yeah. so that we can have a spy in our midst so yeah. that when we do the crossover together I'll bring, I'll, I'll bring the cameras i'll bring the cameras and uh and the audio equipment and we can set that up we can all be in the same room and do, oh, we can do a, like that 70 show uh round table where we just oh do a round God. table well we're gonna we're gonna um, what was it we're gonna get Minus like a little lead. we're gonna get like a little fucking what's it called lazy susan put the camera on it so we can like, turn it like to make we, that oh, hell yeah Whenever someone talks, uh, we'll just spin the camera towards that person, and we'll that that will be the entire that will be a whole unique version of a podcast. A you know what? I'm uh, game for that. I'm game for that. Oh man, that that yo shit. <laughs> we just had to make sure we have the correct lens. Uh, we have a correct turntable. I have a, I have a I have a tripod mount that can sit a camera uh, directly on its on a table for us to do this. But yeah, that would be great. Uh, a round table where we're just spinning the camera to whoever and we're talking shit all night. All right. But Sebastian, it was great to have you on the show. You, you gave us a lot of insight. 
Yeah, uh, you, I think you've helped us and helped fellow Geektopians out, especially ones who are aspiring. You know, you as an artist has been like an inspiration to us, the way you've been networking, the way you've been running stuff. You know, the way you're the, you've been the top shelf person out of the three of Nerds of the Round. You know, you guys always say that, you know, one person is never greater than the other, but I still think, you know, you're you're the alpha to their um, betas. That's all I'm saying, you know? God damn, um, I'm, I'm going to get picked on for that one. <laughs> <laughs> don't let it go to your head boy <laughs> nah i i mean again i i give a shout out to the to tony law just because um again just going over with it and just thinking what we've accomplished with the with nerds and and, and just thinking the more what we can accomplish it's 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 been a great ride i mean you guys i've already told you guys and everybody blew in the face with the story and all that yeah but i mean again i thank them for you know having faith with going on this journey and just you know doing their shit mm -hmm. being who they are and awesome fuckers because you know yeah grill master tone uh, okay okay Yo, you know that's that's another thing we're gonna have to have you take out the grill so that while we're doing this he's cooking in the background even if it's in the dead of winter i i feel like I, I feel like tone after he sees this episode he's gonna be cursing my name like yo you're 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 selling my grill skills hard i'm like yo because them ribs are good <laughs> so so that 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 going. and tone's penil so we'll probably you, do you, you ain't got to tell me twice about that. Let me get some perni, right? <laughs> some barroco gandule, right? Yo, you got me over here looking like freaking SNL's David Ortiz. Tone, <laughs> give me some tone, tone, if you're watching, they're already setting things up for you, Tone. They already, they already, <laughs> it's cool. So this is how I picture that event happening, right? So uh, one part of the day is us doing a exclusive nerds of the round g's for geek episode one part of the day is us doing an exclusive g's for geek nerds of the round episode uh one part of the day is just us doing bts footage of tone at the grill uh and, and literally and us just like having fun uh at some point uh me and my favorite law we're probably going to get the camera and just film some red v edward stuff um so we'll have knowing, like, knowing y'all y'all probably record me doing some wrestling shit and whatnot probably, in the background. Probably there'll be some TikToks in there because uh, you, you do have a TikTok, Sebastian, and Law has a TikTok. It's gonna um, be Latin Lover and Malta Man taking over the world. <laughs> that that oh my god! See, then I'll have to bring the green screen and we could do some promos. I'll, I'll bring out. I I used to do a mock wrestling promo for my boy Brian, which was called Terror Face. It was on I the Geeks Unlimited. Showing me that. So don't I don't have the mask. I'm probably gonna get the mask just to bust that out for you guys and go. It's Terror Face. Ooh, squirrel. <laughs> don't, don't, like don't be surprised if in a couple of weeks, um, the way that we start all of this is there's a green screen promo of the g's for geek shooting against throwing a shoot against nerds of the round do not be surprised if that happens if we're in our wrestling attire and and we shoot a promo and post it on youtube of us shooting against uh nerds in the round don't, don't just, yeah, just, I'm here for it. Once we, once we get the date settled literally that's happen. what's gonna happen it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. We'll probably do it before the date settle. Don't worry. We'll probably do it. Just, just, Bro, I just, will go. I will go out um, in my neighborhood 
as Terraface, oh. film a whole montage to put into the promo. You hear that, Sean? It's going to be AEW style. So Geektopian <laughs> and, and Nerds of the Round audience, this is what it's going to be. It's just going to be us randomly on YouTube throwing up like two-minute videos of us shooting on e- shooting promos against each other. And you guys are going to be like... Around. You think you're the better podcast? Let me tell you something, brothers. Chance oh. for Geek is going to be the premier geek-related podcast in all of social media that's history. The, that's what I'm, I'm not. About. I'm not going to bust out the terror phrase for you. I, I, will save, <laughs> I will save it. I'm not going to embarrass Sean right now. Oh, really? But then, yeah, with the terror face is gonna come after you he's just like when he fought in the ding dong ricasina i took on jack player and all that and a squirrel and then it happened like that with the whole thing with the chair and go boom so on that note it's official we're gonna be doing this we're gonna be shooting we're gonna be shooting promos Gonna be sure promos for this for no reason, <laughs> no reason whatsoever, except to have fun, and that's the. Whole I, I wanted to get to the point where our audience is like, "Are they about to wrestle? Are they?" <laughs> Yo, let's this, do it. This, As a matter of fact, we'll bust out belts. Let's do when it. When is this? When is this match Brand happening, belts. bro? I would take you on a cheeseburger and a French fry match. The most cheeseburgers you can eat is a winner. <laughs> why why does it always get to like the end of the show and this this is when the calamity happens all right <laughs> um before you go let let let, yeah. let the utopians know all your links and we're also going to add them too on our end but go ahead Chuck. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so you guys can catch me on the Nerds It Around. Nerds Around podcast is on YouTube. You can catch us on Spotify, Anchor. Um, I go by Sebastian Bonet Art on Instagram, Sebastian Bonet on TikTok. Um, so you can find me on those platforms, always posting and everything. Um, when I can, I try to fun, film some fun stuff or just some questions of the day if I'm, you know, just randomly thinking of shit. So those are my little platforms right there. Um, sometimes on Facebook, sometimes not. I don't know. Zuckerberg is watching me. And, um, I don't remember my Twitter name for God's sake. That damn. I think it's Sebastian Bone Art. Sebastian. Oh, Seabass, 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 Bone Art, Bonet Art. Yeah, Oh, I'm like Sebastian Bone Art. (laughs) (laughs) It is Twitter. It is Twitter, so you can get away with stuff. Oh God, the dark, the dark side of Twitter. All right, sir. It was a pleasure having you on, as always. Thank you for letting us know the dark side of cons, uh, which we should have an episode called The Dark Side of Cons. Um, Dude, that is the name of this episode. Oh, The Dark Side of Cons? Oh, episode 30, 42. Episode 42. The Dark Side of Cons with Sebastian Bonet. All right, so we're going to send you back to the green room so we can wrap up this episode. All right, Um, here we go. And now that Sean is sent back to the green room, um, yeah. You forget I can add myself, right? Sorry. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final minutes of the G is for Geek podcast. This is your solo host, Sean Luke, with my new co-host, Sebastian Bonet, right? And we are going to say peace. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Charlie Radio Williams. And this is Sean Luke. And as always, uh, stay... Oh, wait, 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 I can't end it yet. So next weekend is NYCC, ladies and gentlemen. 
And well, when this we, airs, it'll be this weekend. Yeah, so this is going to air next week, Wednesday, mm-hmm. same time at 5 p.m. You'll be able to catch the audio version of this podcast at 6 a.m. Um, that morning. Um, we will be at NYCC on the 10th. Is that correct? Sean? When, uh, when is that Saturday? Saturday, I believe, is the 9th. Oh, so we'll be there the 9th. We might be trying to do another day. We don't know yet. Yeah, we're debating between the 8th and the 10th. We're debating um, that. Hopefully by next week, we'll be able to post on our social medias the confirmations mm-hmm. of which two days we'll be there. But if you see us at NYCC wearing our SketchFed shirts, our Geektopian shirts, feel free to say hello. Ask us whatever questions you like. Um... And we'll just be there. Uh, what else do we have? In, we have an episode of Geektopians that's in the work that should be going into production soon. Once we do, just make sure the the writing and the and the the the, the research on it is good. Um, we want to try to get it out before NYCC, but it might come out a little bit after NYCC. Which we're is trying fine. to figure it out that, now. That means we can film stuff while we're at NYCC. Mm-hmm. So um, other than that. Um, as always, uh, stay geek. Yeah. Stay geek. That was just and, such an awkward transition. And we are out of here. Stay geek. See, there you go. It's better. That was better. All right. Yes, we are out of here. That's it. All right.